1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Makers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
2: Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SCN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: Yes, hello and welcome to the Mowers Club. Adam Peacock and Nick Davis with you this morning. Nicholas, how are you? Good morning. Adam, I can't wait
4: for uh, some sort of message for you to come through at some stage of the night. The evening. <laughs> Jumping around to oh. House of Pain after your
3: uh, big day at the races. I'm not entirely sure that will transpire. Uh, and Gibbo's here as well, so we'll talk through the morning about what exactly is uh, happening of mood lighting, Gibbo. Setting, yeah. Thank you. Far out. The lights on here this morning a bit bright, and yeah, I think man, uh, man. at about ten o'clock tonight <laughs> they'll be a bit bright as well. <laughs> You've got we yourself
4: spruced up, haven't you, for day two of the championships? Two reasons I wear a collar.
3: Yeah. I With. Know. For choice. Golf (laughs) and the races.
4: I thought you were going to say one more. Maybe your funeral.
3: (laughs) Yeah, a T-shirt maybe. (laughs) Acceptable. (laughs) Depending (laughs) on
4: who it is.
3: (laughs) Now, off to uh, Randwick today, thankfully, with a heavy 27, the track. So, I don't know how it's on. Seriously. The week we had.
4: But how good is the message this morning, just to pump the group (laughs) up? (laughs) Adam Peacock. I don't think there is excitement like the morning of going to the races when there is free alcohol waiting. I changed Alcohol from another word. And I said, What about the excitement of <laughs> dropping someone at the races when you're not invited? <laughs> well, which my... is my job. Because was... the SCG is in the vicinity of Raw Ramwick. So I've got the tap on the shoulder. Oh, can you drop me to the races with zero invite? <laughs>
5: That's very nice. You can watch through the fence.
4: <laughs> no, I'll be.
3: Uh... Oh, no. You'll be, you'll be busy. You'll be busy at...
4: Uh, yeah, the SEN listeners have got seven hours of my dulcet tones today. Three, three hours of mowers and then three and a half hours of AFL Nation SEN, Swans Kangaroos.
3: What a bonanza for them as well, hey? <laughs> mm. Swans oh, yeah. should handle the kangaroos this afternoon. Well, should I know hard. four of them at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> the big question is how are you going to concentrate with all those races on? Yeah. Every 40 Who's minutes. There? No, <laughs> hey, <everyone's listening. laughs> there won't be very many special comments, let me tell you, every 40 minutes for a couple of minutes.
2: Go! 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 Oh,
4: What's happening? Oh, no, is it the ball up? Yeah,
3: <laughs> oh, Sydney chipping around their back yeah. line, yelling out the top of your voice. Go, get out! It's very hard to concentrate when things are going that. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard for me to concentrate at the best of times. Gibbo, good morning. G'day, lads. Love the pump-up message we had on just before we went on air. 20 seconds to 9 Make it a good one, guys.
5: Yeah, I'm doing a new thing, guys, where I don't overplay my hand. I'll let you guys... you for the last half hour. <laughs> obviously, you guys are the professionals. I'll let you do your job. And I'm just going to sit back today and hopefully enjoy what should be a lovely show. Big night? No, nah, not at all. No? No, nah, a little bit of a big night. I'm back <laughs> on the wagon. Guys, I'm back on the wagon. I am back on the wagon. Back on the Daniel. Thank God, it is great. I'll be honest. Like there, there is. Oh, you had a month more. off, didn't you? I did. I had. Yeah. I did the... Four weeks off, Mm. and I went for lunch yesterday at the Hilton. Adam, I'm sure you know, and. Harboard Hilton? uh, You know, we had the fish and chips, and then my mate, he just, you know. Is that another non invite? (laughs) I reckon. (laughs) Boys, I I would love to hang out with you guys outside of work, but. You know, it never happens. I see you guys at about eight forty, twenty minutes before the show starts. No, you don't. You I see never said eight twenty for a pre-record. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> a pre-record, Nick. Nick, what, what is it? A pre-record? I don't think that happens in radio. I think it's you might some be on the set. Ads. Don't ads. underestimate him. Ads. We do ads. <laughs> don't
3: underestimate him. There was never a pre-record. He just wanted you in here at 20 past to do the production meeting.
5: I'll learn from the best. And we didn't.
3: We just sat down and <laughs> watched the golf. <laughs> Which, by the way, Nick Davis is going one way, isn't it? It one is not it One S. Scheffler, the number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler.
4: 42 playing. days it's taken him to win a tournament, to win his first tournament,
3: yep. to be world number one. <laughs> He was consistent before that. He just never won. He was consistent. And And now he's won twice since. And and no
4: one's played the last month. Yeah. Because everyone's (laughs) getting ready for the Masters, and he just won a few tournaments, and he's up there.
3: Tiger's going to make the cut? He is. Good on him. You tried to
4: bar humbug him? Me? Yeah, you grinched him out the front. Out did,
3: I did not grinch the... him. You did.
4: You said, is he overplaying this a little bit? He, no. he nearly fell off. <laughs> yeah, no, well, his own fault. <laughs> well, it's...
3: it's Driving game, 70 miles <laughs> in a 40 zone and decided to go around the corner with no downforce tends to happen. However, I, like, I get it's monumental what he's done, but far out, everyone, it's like he's... Going into something much more serious than actually just going day, to play you golf. You played
4: football and you had a little ice pack on your shin. You didn't, your, your leg didn't nearly get amputated and you had no, an ice pack on your shin, mate.
3: I had a stress fracture, but I didn't. Oh. I wasn't saying going around. No. Anyway, all praise to Tiger for doing what he's Absolutely. doing. It's just everyone's getting a little too pumped up over the fact that a guy can play golf again. That's all.
4: I think you, when you made your comeback to golf, there was the same sort of. Fanfare in your own name? Oh, absolutely! <laughs>
3: yeah, it was a public holiday in the northern beaches. It was. Ah, oh, dear. Uh, here we go. Peacock loves Saturdays. No school zones. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Danny. I've taken it to court, by the way. I'm going to court in May because it was a pupil free day. Because it was a pupil free day, and it was 49 to 40 zone, and it's two points, and I'm just tr- trying to get the downgrade. I'm going to the judiciary, judiciary to get it. Eight, eight. I'm not trying to get it like expunged. I'm not doubting I did it. Yeah. I think two hard two points is harsh.
4: Was it a pupil-free day at that school or Sydney or All over New Sydney. South Wales or Australia-wide?
3: Southern Hemisphere.
4: What? Okay.
3: The whole hemisphere was a pupil-free day. Yeah. No.
4: They're not going to get... Those Sydney. lights were flashing. You no,
3: no, I reckon... I reckon I'm a home. the sympathetic judge. I don't know if you... Yeah, you know. Things up my sleeve. <laughs> what? No, nothing under the table. Like, don't live in that kind of country, but... No, I'll, I'll state my case and hopefully the judge is receptive to the points that i make. another
4: time you're going to wear a collar.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll be wearing a collar that day <laughs> and a tie. Uh, scuba diving club today, not mowers club, boys, rooster man. It is true. It oh, is true. Some, isn't it? Lots of aeration and fertilization needs to take place in the next seven days if the sun comes out. I would have thought.
4: And then it'll be the mowers club will be every day. If you get your <laughs> fertilization right and your aeration, you'll be mowing every day. Exactly. Every day. But I did post some photos on the weekend. I went for a walk. Mm. Um, some of our bylaws were ad- adhered to and yes. not adhered to. Okay, what were the ones a- that the weren't? The, uh, clippings on the footpath.
3: Yeah, blow away. Yep.
4: We went through that stage. Yep. Just don't leave them
3: there. You can't leave them there. It's messy. It defeats the purpose of doing a good job with a the whippersnapper. good tidy lawn. Good tidy lawn. Beautiful line. Oh, look at that. It's like having a nice haircut and just leaving your hair all over the floor. You clean up. After. It's like having
4: a nice haircut and then not trimming the beard or something like that. Mm. Plenty of analogies, but that was not adhered to down the Sunshine. But the one that was adhered to was I was waiting across the lights, and I did see uh, a whippersnapper on President Avenue, so Main Road, mm. waiting for traffic to go and there to be no traffic before he started whip-snipping again. So he didn't, Spraying so he didn't spray with. everyone as it was going past. That's good work. If I had a spare t-shirt, Moa's Club...
3: You would just chucked it out the window at him.
4: No, I was walking. I would give it to him. Okay. I would have gone home and given it.
3: Are you going to start walking around with spare Moa's Club shirts? Yeah, I am. Just randomly. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> through the shire. In the
4: if shire. I like their lawn, I'll just
3: put it in there. Um, what were we doing walking down President Avenue, by the way? Don't you have a car? I was walking. Yeah?
4: But why? I like to...
3: Like on a main road? You just like going on a walk on a no, main road? No, I was road. walking
4: up to the shops. I walk up to get my groceries. Okay. So it was part of my lockdown thing.
3: Ah, and you've continued it? Yeah. What else have you continued since lockdown?
4: Um, chipping and putting in the lounge
3: room. Mm. Gibbo, have you...
5: Yeah, what have you continued? Uh, probably punting. <laughs> not <a lot>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think, yeah. We, you know, one thing I noticed about when you don't drink on the weekends... You've got nothing to do. So you're just sitting at home watching the footy, A few multis. Oh, yeah, Joey Marnie will score. Of course he will. Next thing you know, the money that you would have saved by going out, you've lost on losing multis.
3: Responsibly. Exactly. Of course. You're listening to the Mowers Club <laughs> this Saturday morning. Uh, welcome to listeners on 1170 SCN in Sydney, 1620 SCN on the Goldie, listening live on the SCN app and the Mowers Club podcast as well. Let us know where you're watching uh, listening even. <laughs> You're probably watching the radio while listening to it as well. You can do both. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six on the text line. Some more coming through right now. And coming up the show, Shandor Earl, former Storm and Raider. So we're playing for the Shandor Earl. Pearl necklace,
5: <laughs> Pearl necklace I believe it was, from just, the Freshwater Storm. Just the
3: Earl necklace. What's oh. Keep it clean. It's a Saturday morning. Kids are in the car. Uh, live from Augusta, Evan Priest from Australian Golf Digest. Looking forward to hearing from him. Uh, leading trainer, Ed Cummings, has got a great chance in the Queen Elizabeth. juice
4: Well, it's, it's up to... What? We'll, we'll ask Ed. We won't ask the Lord. Because the Lord...
3: Lord Tristiano Miller. Lord Millahan.
4: Tristiano wanted to tip it three weeks ago in the Australian Cup and didn't know how to pronounce it. So he tips up the
3: cows. <laughs> And then it, and it won. bolted in. And it's one like Fire lap ever since. <laughs> uh, what we might do as well, we'll do it later. We're going to do a sweep this morning as well. So keep listening for yep. the queue when to call up for the sweep. We haven't had a sweep in a while. No, we haven't. And there's, and there's no Tab Highways on a Championship's Day, there? Nick. Well, there should be, but there's not. Uh, we, our big choice is do we have 19 listeners? To have the Sydney Cup sweep, or do we just go the easy option and have the nine, the quality? Well, know,
4: yeah. just text in, listeners, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six Sydney no, Cup.
3: Don't confuse them. Sydney Cup or – yeah, but then they might be texting in to say – But oh, then we'll
4: tell them to text in again. They're okay. not – they're very smart people.
3: There will and be there a is prize. good
4: news. Kurt on the text line. Yeah. Shout out to my man Gibbo, finally
5: firing up the mower this morning in my bright red Saturday morning mowers hat and shirt. Yeah, beauty. <laughs> Nick – Praise and blame is all the same, mate. So I, I said it was gonna get done, Kurt, and it got done. It got but done. It wasn't I wasn't the one doing it. So thank you, Kurt. But it was uh you should be thanking the prizing staff at S E N
3: And enjoy cutting your mud this morning as well, Kurt. Don't know how you're gonna use it cutting the grass, but mate, get out there and enjoy yourself. Uh Daily Telegraph's Nick Walshaw, cause we've got Alex Volkonovsky over in Jacksonville with UFC. Two seven three. I'm pretty sure it is. Or oh, I'm on one short there.
5: I think you're right. It's taking Hang on the Korean
3: zombie over there. Uh, so big fight tomorrow. And Gene Namu, our lawn expert. Now Gene Namu, his name came up this week, didn't it, Gibbo? When we were on Tuesday team list. Yeah. So on the run home.
5: Ah, oh, Steve O'Keefe, okay, uh, in for uh, yeah. okay. another non-invite. We'll talk to the boss, mate. Yeah. Well, talk to me, Nick. Talk to me. All right. Another <laughs> no, non-invite. No. Well, so Steve yeah, O'Keefe,
3: okay, Brooksy doesn't like you. Yes, he does.
5: Steve O'Keefe so is on the run to call home
3: you to get you on. Sorry, sorry guys. Right. You guys, can you take
5: this outside, please?
3: <laughs> sorry, give our show. Go, give it. Yeah,
5: well, thank you. Finally, uh, Steve O'Keefe, he was on the run home on Tuesday with Adam, and he mentioned that the manly groundskeeper was Gene Namu, because he was one of the cups. And so yeah, we'll speak to Gene Namu after 11. Sorry, you guys will speak to Gene Namu after 11 for our lawn care advice segment. Is there anything you want to ask him, Nick? Um. No. <laughs> okay. It, it, speaking of the masters,
4: the masters is a golf appreciation four days, but it is also a lawn care appreciation oh, extravaganza. Extrami- we'll, extrami- well, I think
3: that deserves its own segment. It later does, in the show. and
4: we will touch on it. Incredible. Later in the show, Luke on the text line, Sydney Cup. Yeah, I think I'm thinking Sydney Cup. Sydney too, Cup. Luke.
3: Fair enough. We just need 19 listeners. That's my only issue. We got that eeps. We do. Yeah. Some people have
4: two phones, burner phones, text in
3: on both. Yeah, fair enough. Speaking from experience, are we, Nick? Yeah, no. yeah, right. No, no. You've got two phones written all over you. Absolutely, not. you have got two phones written They're all over. Then I got to pay two phone bills no. to Adam. <laughs> he said, "I was you were paying the bills." Uh, the Masters, Scheffler, he's got one to play. He's eight under. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, the defending champion, who came up with one of the great Masters champion dinner menus you've ever seen in your life. All of it. I was with Jordan Spieth. It looked spectacular. Charles Swartzel, who just come... Like, you never hear of him. And then all of a sudden oh. at the Masters, he rocks up. Uh, that would be Shane Lowry as well at three under par. And Sunjay Im at three under. And Cameron Smith got it to two, did he not? Two well, under? I think. One?
4: He's still a big chance. Two. Yeah, the yeah.
3: DJ's at two.
4: Cam Smith, I think, is at one. He um he the best iron player in the tournament. He just needs to keep his driver... Somewhere on the cut
3: stuff, and he will be a uh, a really good chance.
4: Cam Smith at two, two under. Thought so. He
3: birdied eighteen. Yeah, he did. Stuck it to about three foot. Yeah, there you go. And Scottish Sheffler's got a birdie putt. No way. Of course he does. Another one. He's looking to make it a six-shot lead after two rounds of the Masters. He's got about a fifteen-footer uphill directly at it. Pretty much as well. Rugby league last night, NRL, uh, two really tight games. Warriors 25, Cowboys 24. Warriors did well in that second half to make it a contest and then uh, ended up getting all two points thanks to Sean Johnson kicking a field goal in extra time to give the Warriors their third straight win all of a sudden. Good on them. The Warriors. And then
4: they can go home and I think everyone's always cheering. Uh Adam Fanua Blake back in. Just wanted, if anyone wants to text in and give their opinion, did Chad Townsend miss a couple of opportunities for field goal? I think he might have. I'm
3: not sure. He's your mate.
4: I know.
6: Text
3: him.
4: I don't want oh, oh, to. That's like texting going, G'day, mate. Can you drop me to the races and not come? Yeah. Oh, g'day, mate. Should <laughs> you have taken a shot at field goal <laughs> with
5: three minutes to go? Yeah.
4: That's two things you don't want to hear on a Saturday morning.
5: They blew that, though, the Cowboys. You reckon they did? Yeah. Uh, the the warrior. It was good to see the Warriors play some consistent footy. That, like you just said, there, everyone's second favourite team, and Sean Johnson's just so likable. And it was good to see him get it done in extra time last good night. Good interview for
3: him after the game. Yes, yeah. he was certainly pumped uh, and emotional. Uh, hearing though that Reese Walsh and you and Aiken aren't any certainties to be at the club next season because they've enjoying life this side of the ditch and then going to have to, which I kind of question. Why would you sign for the Warriors in the first place if you like living in Australia? <laughs>
4: Dolphins. Would that be their new Dolphins. home ground where they...
3: Played last night?
4: They got their name on their locker already. Big <laughs> that, chance. That's
3: a bit awkward. <laughs> Walked into the dressing room. Big <laughs> photo of them ben holding it.
4: A, a Dolphins jersey and his name on his locker.
3: Oh, Scott, he's made a par on the last. Adam Scott to make the cut at the Masters. He's four over par. He's 100 back from Scott Scheffler, but he's going to play on the weekend. I'll Love his club.
4: Have a look at him.
3: It's the colour of the water that you pull out of your drain when it's blocked that he's wearing. It's lifewear. Lifewear. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, last night, the Roosters 24, big comeback yeah. against the Broncos. 20 kick and catch is going well for the Roosters. Nick mm-hmm, Davis Not and so much last night. Jo- Joey uh, Manu, though.
4: Joey Manu is going well. Uh, it's interesting. The Broncos always play like they've put their footy trip money on them when they uh, play the Roosters. They, absolutely, they aim up every time. And it was um it was a it was a cracking game. I think the first twenty minutes it was nearly a hundred percent completion, plenty of live ball, and um yeah, ten nil at half time, The Roosters were able to come out, and uh, yeah, Joey Manu was doing Joey Manu things. But on the other side, probably two of the in-form and best centres in the game. Probably it wasn't early in the season, but Tony Staggs, Wow,
5: how mate is the talk at training going to be? Paul Momorowski oh, again my... fended he. There was a fan last night, a Tony Staggs, the big don't argue. Why? <laughs> Why?
4: It's probably not going to come from me, but
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: maybe like Hargraves <laughs> or someone. Oh, dear. Last night as
5: well. Uh, is, speak- it,
4: is the report cheated? I'm not sure. Did you even see the uh, the Jared Warrior Hargraves incident where
3: he got put on report? Yeah, he grabbed a leg <laughs> and he was adjudged to have been twisting, the, and then two minutes later he was up and running, the Bronco. Yeah, who was, yeah it was. Ryan James. Yeah. Interesting. Uh speaking of fens, by the way, last night, Geelong got home against Brisbane contentious late. call. Oh, it was a two-hand in two the hand fend. It's a back. Shove in the back to get him out of the way. Tommy Hawkins grabs it, turns around, kicks the goal, seals the win for Geelong against Brisbane. High quality contest though.
4: Yeah, it was. It was close. Um it's gonna be really important for Geelong uh, where they sit as a as a group and a list to and they it's only a free hit for them. It's it's normally the sort of Penrith at Penrith. The, the game there at Geelong you, you mark down 98% of them as wins so mm. um, yeah it was good for Brisbane to go down there and uh, and be uh, as competitive as they were but next week in the AFL there's a massive game for anyone that cares Carlton are either going to be 5-0 and o, mm. or Port are going to be 0-5 I've got no idea who to cheer for you. <laughs> 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 it's going to be social media carnage either way
3: for, manly, for a manly fan, that's like watching South and Melbourne go at it.
4: <laughs> five and O Carlton, 0 and Five Port. Yeah, Paulo mm-hmm. from Pico Sydney Cup. Looks, it like, seems like it's going to be the Sydney Cup. Well, Paulo, you need to get a few mates to listen because <laughs> we need nineteen. There's yeah. nineteen
3: horses. Yeah, Paulo, also Gibbo, thank you for the hat and t-shirt. Is it too wet to start the lawn mower, Paulo? If if your backyard is on sand. And it's dry. Push that thing because it's going to start growing quickly in the next week. Gibbo Rugby Union uh, Super Rugby last night. Tight win for the uh, Rebels. There he goes.
5: Yeah, the Rebels have won two. Gordon and Bray here. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I want to get your thoughts. Have you guys seen the Super Rugby? That there's a no. red card. <laughs> oh shush. Okay, Nick. Look, I get it. You like <laughs> AFL. You like rugby league. You don't like soccer. I you do don't like. like rugby I union. do like rugby union. Go. Yeah, red card. Yeah, so there's Go. a red. There's been a bit of a red card epidemic in the Super Rugby where. You get red carded, you're off for 20 minutes and then you can be replaced. 20? Yeah. Yep. So it's it's not the full 80. What are, what are your thoughts on that, Nick?
3: I think there should be Sorry, you asked Nick, but I'll just try in anyway. Well, I'm thinking I I think that that's good, but if it's really bad, you're gone and you can't be replaced. There should be levels of it, two levels of the red card. Like there's some innocuous oh, ones where it's like accident card because they're really harsh on, on yeah, contact they're... to the head, which is good because they're obviously, you know what, scared of getting kind of legal cases in the years to come. But I think if it's bad and he just absolutely smacks someone in the head, yeah, that's that's red for the rest of the game. So I think there should be two versions of it. Because
5: there's been quite a few red cards. Uh, I know like on SCNZ, the massive rugby union station, they were talking quite a lot this week about how that rule will change going forward. But it, it doesn't really disadvantage a team if... A guy gets red-carded and 20 minutes later, someone else is on the field. Nick, what are your thoughts? Um,
4: no, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That- it, it, I, some, to make things fair and even, which well, is bad luck. Don't need someone in the head. I, I think sometimes we make the games too hard to officiate.
3: Good point. Very good point. Uh, the NBL last night. Catch every game live on ESPN with Ko. The Tasmania Jack Jumpers again. It feels like every Saturday morning I'm talking about a Jack Jumpers win. Eighty-seven, eighty over the Cairns Taipans. And uh, everyone's favourite team, the Jack Jumpers, have kept their faint playoff chances alive with that particular victory. Catch every game <laughs> of the biggest NBL.
4: <laughs> they they win. That was like me tipping the Houston Rockets, saying that they're <laughs> on fire
3: and they will last. Catch every game of the biggest NBL season yet. Live on ESPN, streamed on KO Football. Matildas last night two-one win over New Zealand. Late win. They scored in the ninety-fourth and 96th minute to beat New Zealand after dominating the game. Adelaide won Macarthur nil in the A League golf. As we mentioned. It's going on right now. We'll have an in-depth look at the golf later with Evan Priest and sprinkle it throughout the Mowers Club, which is off and running for another Saturday morning.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: I think we've uh, tapped into the secret of getting the uh, text line fired up, Nick and Gibbo, of a Saturday morning. Just the mere mention of something free coming. Uh yeah. O four five seven seven three six seven three six. More of it, please. Um we were talking before about the, the red cards in rugby union, the levels of just have another colour card, black or blue. Fair enough. It's not a bad idea. Mm. It's a really serious one. It's like a maybe a, a checkered
4: No, my checkered one. No, I like my idea better. Oh, of course you do. Have the choccy wheel on the side. (laughs) Go over and spin the wheel of death. If you hit someone high, you walk over, you spin the wheel of death. It's on the big screen and everyone's like, oh, bankrupt.
3: (laughs) So is it, what would you say? There's 20 options on there?
4: Nah, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes and.
3: No, there's 20 things that it can fall on. But like say five minutes has five of those spaces. One space should be reserved for the other team loses yeah, a player. Yeah, you lose a player. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky. Unlucky. <laughs> we get rewarded. Wheel of Fortune. For
4: violence. Imagine the crowd. Yeah, You can put sponsorship on it. It'd be great.
3: I think we're doing the sweep on the Sydney Cup a uh, bit later Sydney on. Sydney Cup. Because we have lots of listeners. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you From me. everywhere. And us.
3: Uh, Greg from Gundaguy is texting 0457 736 736. My tip for the Oaks today is the John Ramsey-trained Velvet Lady. This filly has been running under the radar, racing in Scone and Newcastle. I'm hearing she has been set for the race. Juicy odds. Get on, boys. Greg from Gundaguy. He tipped another one, I think. Thank you, mate. Did he? Yeah, I think he had a tip in the Sydney Cup as well. Earlier oh, there ago. he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's he gone? I picked up my suit. From the dry cleaners last night, I think the Queen Elizabeth Stakes is going to be a hell of a race, but obviously Zaki and Very Elegant will be hard to beat. But my money will be on the Wayne Hawks train. Mount Popper, he loves the wet. My sources inside the Hawks camp are very confident. He's about 800 to 1. It's okay. Okay. Fair enough. Greg's entitled to his opinion. He right. is. He is. Uh, we're going to have some news right now and a little break. And Shando Earl is going to join us to talk about the uh, the Raiders and the Storm and life in general.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: Great to have your company on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Big weekend uh, in women's sport as well as sport in general. NRLW Grand Final, AFLW Grand Final. Uh, the AFL taking place today mm-hmm. in yes. Adelaide. Adelaide taking on Melbourne. And then tomorrow, your man, Sowie, leading man, the Sowie. St. George Laura Dragons up against the My Roosters. Team. Can't lose. You can't lose. Can't. You can't win either. Can't win. Yeah. So Sowie's going to be disappointed or your place of employment's going to be disappointed. Mm. So how are you going to negotiate that? Uh. Go with the winners. Go with the money. So, t- Sorry, Sarah. 2016
4: when the Sharks won and the Swans lost the grand final. Yeah. I was at Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys deal with that. <laughs> go, Sharkies.
3: Oh, dear. Like, you should be in politics, just wherever the be. winner is. But if
4: I did, I'd have to go up against Skoma. I'd probably win in the Shire.
3: Hmm. Yeah. You could, I actually. Could. I reckon you could at the moment. <laughs> Let's not get into that. have got into some that. thoughts on that, but uh, let's let that one go I through the keeper. And let's catch up with our Saturday morning legend ahead of the 3 p.m. game today on SEN, which involves the Melbourne Storm taking on the Canberra Raiders. And following crunch time on SEN, Matt White, Tim Manor and Brett Morley will call the action right here on SEN across the country on the app. And joining us right now is a man who's played for two of these clubs of the two. Sandor Earl, how are you, mate? How are you, boys? Good, good. Uh, Canberra, Melbourne. Uh, Are you going to do a Nick Davis here and say, I'll just go for whoever wins? Or have you got a favoured club out of those two?
7: (laughs) Mate, it's a very tough one. Both very close to my heart. Um, Had some great experiences at Canberra. It's an awesome club. But it's hard to go past your last club and... Um, Melbourne was one of those once-in-a-lifetime experiences being a part of that culture and a winning team. So, mate, it's going to be tough. I feel like, unfortunately, Canberra in a bit of a transition period at the moment, so I think Melbourne to go down there and do a job in Wagga Wagga. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll claim the Purple Pride today, I think
4: yeah it's probably not a bad <laughs> not probably not a bad way to go looking <laughs> at the tip tactic, shit. not no. a bad technique were 0 ba- oh and four would be <laughs> the other <laughs> way but yeah. exactly it's pretty pretty foolproof. Let's just talk about canberra first your yeah, your time there in in canberra. What was that like
7: Mate, it was awesome. um I was a young guy, we had a really young team. it was a pretty uh a bit of a sliding doors moment for me when I went there because um I had some I was sort of in and out of first grade off the back of two shoulder reconstructions and Fernsey, David Ferner, who was a coach at the, at the time, gave me a chance mid-season and, you know, we just went on a run. We were, I was, we were coming 13th. I struck up a good friendship and partnership with Blake Ferguson and then we ended up uh, finishing sixth on the ladder and going all the way through the semi-final. So, we just had a young team who was enjoying their football and not often do you get those chances where you run out on the field and you're just having a good time and you're playing at that level. So, I had a great time and um, everyone in the club, it's a, it's a really good culture. It's a close-knit group being in Canberra. So, yeah, I loved it. It was a really good experience.
3: What about Melbourne, mate? Obviously you spent some time out of the game for well publicised issues, but come mm-hmm. back, how did how did you get into the joint and and how quickly did you realise it had a unique vibe about it, if you like?
7: Yeah, I think as a as an NRL player, everyone knows like there's something special going on at Melbourne, whether it's because of the players that go there and then the progression they have or just the fact that they're basically near about in the grand final every year. So, mate, I came back from overseas and I just had one thing on my mind. I was, I just wanted to, if I thought if I was going to give this one last crack and see how good I could be, I want to be a part of that storm experience, the storm culture. So I actually wrote Craig Bellamy a letter. um, And it's probably the only way, I don't even know if he has an email to be honest. So it was probably a good decision, but (laughs) I just said, mate, who I am, this is what I've been through. This is what I think I can bring to the club. And to his credit, a couple of days later, he contacted me. We met up at a cafe and, it was a pretty crazy experience, to be honest. He just he said to me, I uh, wanted to get a feel for where I was at and see see where I was at. And then he said, I've spoken to powers at be. I want to give you an opportunity. So for someone like that to give me a show of faith, um, unfortunately, three weeks into preseason, I tore my ACL, which is, oh, I, don't, I mean, cruel is probably an understatement. But worked my way back. And um, after, I think, nearly six years, I was able to play my first uh, first grade game in between games. So. But mate as you said, to be a part of the culture there' it's, re- it's really special, and the standards and the accountability between players i 'm just grateful that I've got to experience that it will probably set me up for the rest of my life. What
3: was that go back to that meeting with Bellamy the first one and say so you sent mm. him a letter and then you said yep. yeah let's let's go meet was it was it almost like an interrogation but you didn 't know you were being interrogated? It was like a nice conversation, but you get to the end of it and go far out he he, he went deep there. he tried to get into my mind or was it, uh, it was more... casual to be honest? Yeah. Casual. Yeah. He
7: just sort of said like he wanted to see what sort of shape I was in and if I was serious, I think. And then um, obviously I would have reiterated that pretty strongly, pretty passionately, but you know, to get, I just thought I was going to catch up with him at that point. So for him to say, look, I've spoken to the CEO, the head of the club, and we want to give you an opportunity. You can imagine I was blown away, but So much motivation and inspiration came from that. For Craig Bellamy to go out on a limb and give me that opportunity after our first meeting, I was just like blown away. So it set me up for the rest of the year. It It was a tough year. I had to train by myself and I was working full time. So, yeah, just very special. I'll never forget that.
4: You've always had a pretty good rig though, haven't you, Sandy? It would have been sweet there walking into
7: that meeting. Yeah,
4: mate, rocked up with a tight shirt. I wasn't messing about. <laughs> yeah. I used to wear jeans I used to wear hoodies to mine. Don't worry about
7: that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hoodies. Hoodies. Not, Not a, hoodie. a hoodie. Hoodies. <laughs> yeah, the full, the full moo sort of business. First the day for Yeah, absolutely. I just want to talk to you about the – look, yep, you're at Canberra, 20, uh, mm-hmm. twelve and 13. Just about the evolution of sort of the wingers and the outside backs and the skill set that's involved now in the game with the try scoring and the acrobatics. Um, how, how have you seen that evolve and how exciting is it for the game?
7: Mate, unbelievable. You know, gone are of, of the days that I think when I was first around and, you know, these acrobatic tries, we want to call it that, was uh, was getting about, you know, they they look like nothing compared to now. So some of the try-scoring opportunities that the boys are pulling off and some of the athletes in the outside backs is just phenomenal. Even Canberra, they got some, they got some good young stock. As I said, they're going through a bit of a transition period, but... The guys there are good. Um, I just think, you know, probably for Canberra, we just need to see that back five really step up. You know, Chand and Rapana, they give it their all, but I think everyone else needs to go with them, especially those young guys. So, um, But, yeah, it's lovely to see. I think the main thing for me, mate, is how important is a winger's ability to defend and make good decisions? I feel like some of the games that I've been watching they hang in the balance of winger's errors or good decisions in terms of defence. So, you know, tries to tries come through thick and fast if you can't defend and you don't have that good uh, chemistry between centre and winger. So that's what I'm seeing a lot of. The guy like Xavier Coates of the Storm, how good's his progression this year? You've seen him just go to what is probably his potential. So it's been cool to see. But, yeah, mate, there's some freak athletes out there at the moment.
3: It's a favourite, and it's easy sitting on the couch, obviously, but it's a favourite uh, saying amongst at my footy mates on the WhatsApp group, winger stay out. The number of times you see a centre being able to hang on to his man, it's like he, it's almost last guy. He's, he's chasing out, chasing out, he gets him. But then the overlap's created by the winger just coming in and trying to be a hero and cut off the centre rather than just staying out on his man. It's obviously a hard decision to make, but it seems yeah. more often than not that that's a decision that the winger doesn't have to make. Is that fair, Sand? Or is it happening way too quickly it- that you can't really do anything about it?
7: yeah look it is happening quick i wish i wish it would all um you know play out like it does on the tv but to your point there's a couple of things that happen like and this, when you get when you're at the storm you have such a big education and learning one of the best to do it was josh Adokar, and even now he's at the bulldogs in a different system with different partners and center pairings you're seeing you don't just see the same like uh result so basically how it works is if your center gets held up someone runs a line inside the shoulder of the center you pretty much have to jam. So if you don't, and you don't come out and stop that play, that really is a fault of yours. Now, if the centre gets beat, ideally what you want to do is, to your point, is back off, back off, back off, and give it as much time as possible. But if you start flat, that's going to be really hard for you. So for the fans out there that are watching, if the inside player gets held up, jam, stop, get a result. But if you don't get a result, it's going to be on you. So that's sort of the decision. But it's a lot harder than you think, and those decisions... At, t- at speed and working with your centre, it's tough. So it all sort of rests on the winger there. Not to, you know, I'm, I'm a bit biased. I'll talk up the wingers all day. But, yeah, it's um, It's some tough choices you have to make out there. And the result is not a missed tackle, it's a try.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. That's a really good point. It, it, yeah, we do highlight how much yeah, the, they do score tries. But the, the the great wingers are the ones that um, sort of have no tries down that edge. Sandor, where do we see Where are you now, mate, uh, in life? Well, what's What's doing?
7: uh so i'm actually a partner and heading up a new fitness franchise which is very exciting um I def- definitely was a catalyst for my retirement but it's called air locker training so we've got seven open we just opened our first in queensland we're across newcastle sydney and penrith um it's group training in altitude so i head up the program and we've got an awesome program all the modalities that people love so boxing genuine strength training we've got a great equipment pack and in altitude so something that was only available formally to the a professional athlete or high-performance environment, now available for everyone. So it's a cool journey, and I'm just – I'm I'm loving what I'm doing, so I'm lucky.
3: Have you set one up in the shire of um, Sydney? Because I reckon there's a guy who might be interested in perhaps
7: <laughs> – <laughs> we'll get him in. We're, hopefully, hopefully we're not too far away. Uh, the Swannies did up.
3: have – the Swans one had one an one. altitude
4: room built because uh, that was the big thing. Yep. Everyone would go overseas to so the altitude training, and the Swans had one built at the SCG, actually. It was good to get in there. Yeah, they do. But, it rips the weight off. It's good. Does it?
7: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bur- you burn up to 30% more calories in the healthy yeah. environment, boys, so we
3: got you. Have, yeah. you uh, have you got one on the northern beaches, actually, all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> Especially after We've tomorrow. Brookvale
7: on the way. Brookvale on the way.
3: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So, like, yeah, it, you know, yeah, it gases you quicker, does it, doing stuff in there? Oh, yeah. Not
7: necessarily. Obviously, the oxygen, yeah, well, the oxygen is lower. So, generally, uh, where you guys are now, you're at 20 to, 20 to 22% oxygen. In our simulated altitude environment, we're at about 10 to 13. So it's significantly lower. You won't, When you walk in, you won't be blown away. It's not a chamber, but you just notice that slight adjustment to your breathing and your efforts. But essentially, what you need to do in terms of your effort and intensity is a lot less than what you have to do at sea level to get the same results. So it's just nice to go in and do all the training you love, but be supported by an environment that gives you the best possible results for your hard work.
3: Less effort. More reward. Exactly. Sounds like my kind of place, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sandor.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it is good. You probably notice it, Sandor, more when you walk out, when you go back out of the yeah. altitude chamber and you get back into the normal air. That's where you actually feel the, big,
3: the biggest difference. Uh, okay. Very
4: nice.
7: It's a big endorphin rush. It's like that run of high. Similar, similar feeling to that. It's,
3: it's, it's really good. Sandor, really appreciate your time this morning, mate. Good luck with the, uh, the new business. Great to see you kicking on after footy. And, um, yeah, good luck to whoever you want to win out of Canberra and Melbourne this afternoon on SEN.
7: Thank you. Great, it's great to come on, lads. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend.
3: You too, Sandoriel. Joining us right now, and we are after that off to a quick break. Back in a moment with plenty more. We've got a big masters chat on the way.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: New little game on the Mowers Club. Um, it's from our last segment. <laughs> It's It's a tall poppy syndrome. This is what it is. (laughs) Did Nick
4: swear? No. Did he swear? (laughs) The
2: guy looking (laughs) at the tip shit, not a bad technique. If they were
4: 0
3: and 4, it would be (laughs) the other way. (laughs) Exactly. Just play it again, Gibbo, just one more time. (laughs) Not a bad way to go looking (laughs) at the tip shit, (laughs) not (laughs) a bad technique. If they were 0 and 4, it would be (laughs) (laughs) the other (laughs) way. Exactly.
4: Tip sheet. Tip sheet. Tip sheet. No way. (laughs) You're a dip sheet.
3: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) dear. We've got... A Masters chat with Evan Priest coming up. Uh, he's at Augusta. So is Tiger Woods. And Tiger Woods is going to be there for the weekend is, as well. Edward. Let's have a listen to Tiger. We interviewed uh, him. After <laughs> his second round, it was actually off, off the ESPN coverage uh, <laughs> via KO and Fox Sports. This is Tiger Woods after making the cut at the Masters.
8: Swirling all over the place. I hit uh, a couple shots. At, I got a couple bad gusts. Mm-hmm. And... And also made a couple bad swings on top of that, and then on four ended up in a divot. Um, It it was just, (laughs) it was just like, okay, what else could go wrong? Um, But I told Joey, I said, you know, let's just, you know, it's it's tough for everybody. Let's get back to even par for the day. Let's finish out the day at even par somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a lot of holes in front of us because some par fives, we got some tough holes, but you know, it's tough, and hopefully it stays tough for the entire day. And everyone's struggling and. Um, obviously there are a few people that it's not, they're not struggling out there, you know, Scotty and JT are, 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 you know, handling their business out there. Um, but Hey, I, um, made the cut. I've got a chance going in the weekend. It's going to be cool tomorrow. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be the golf course that, uh, Augusta national wants. Mm. It's going to be, you know, quicker, drier, faster, and, uh, it'll be a, a great test.
3: Amazing effort to make the cut. Tiger Woods, and uh, did you have him making the cut, Nick Davis?
4: Yep. I had him
3: in my three tips for Lord
4: Sir Tristan Millian. Win the whole thing? Yeah. Rory, DJ, and Tiger. Of course you had
3: Rory. You're in love with Rory.
4: And I had Adam Scott to be the top Australian.
3: Okay, that's not going to work out for you, though, is it? How do you know? Because Cameron Smith's going to win the event. (laughs) Probably. Absolutely win the event. Tiger, a... uh, He's one over for the tournament, two over, 74 in the second round. Up the top, Scotty for 567 today for eight under par total. At the halfway mark, Charles Schwartzel, uh Sunjay Im, uh, Shane Lowry, Hideki Matsuyama at three under. And Cameron Smith is in a group of four at two under par. Tied for sixth at the moment. Cameron a little loose on his front nine today. Yeah, well, but we'll was a
4: little bit of luck of the draw there for a few. The, the red numbers this afternoon were the last few groups in when the... The back nine, where the wind dropped off, and we can talk mm. to Evan about that bit of luck of the draw. Here's another one. What does proof in the where did proof in the pudding come from? That saying, I don't know. Someone said it to me the other day, and I don't get
3: it. I'm only guessing. The proof is in the pudding. It's What's probably happening? to do with the fact that someone has promised something good in terms of making a pudding, pudding? and baking it. Who but, eats pudding? But it's only well, in the old days. reckon a lot of people did. So by the time that it got served, they say, okay, well, the proof will be in the pudding if it's good or not. Mm, Okay. There you go. It is one of those old school cliches that you try to avoid. Proof is in a pudding. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, What about how they can manufacture the speed of the greens at Augusta with a thing called the sub-air system? That's
4: what everyone should have
3: in their lawn. Every green. Yeah. Saturday morning mower. Nice and cheap. I'm sure they sell them at Bunnings. <laughs> under the under the greens, they've got this temperature gauge, which they can pump. It's not a temperature gauge, but they can pump air into the soil mm. to make it drier, or they can ease it off to let moisture soak in so they can slow the greens down. Yep. Generally speaking, across the weekend, they'll be pumping those things uh, as hard they as they it can. They want
4: to just harden as fast as they can. Like a the Toros of the will be out there in the Udise- Right now,
3: right now. So they've got 750 green staff at the Masters. We worked out that's... You worked it out. My math is not great. It's about 30 per hole when you take away the, you know, there'll be Mm. kind of people across a certain number of holes or the whole course, the superintendents. But just you... So they've got 30 people and they've got a divot farm at the back. Are we having this chat now?
4: Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, we've got a couple of minutes. Oh, sweet. Yeah, the divot farm. It's
4: amazing. No, we're not because the music's come on. Yeah, the divot farm. I thought we had another minute. No, we'll I? talk about it after. That's in your divot farm. <laughs>
3: Was it you that said, "Oh, I don't take divots. I just, I just pick it up, brush across go. the." But Rory's I, your I, hero. I'm I
4: am. No, I take a divot. Yeah, Rory takes like a big, canyons. No, I take a big salmon
3: fillet, <laughs> <laughs> and then walk thirteen meters in front of you to hit it again. No, no, that's not true. We are off to a quick break. Our first one, uh, our first news break of the show. We've got two hours to go on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, and we're going to talk a bit more about exactly what's happening at Augusta, cross to Augusta with Evan Priest from Australian Golf Digest, right after this.
2: Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: Once again, the slow intro off the 10 o'clock news. Yeah, that was slow. They, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm with you on that It's one. there. I'm with you on that It's one. happening. Uh, text on the text line here, Nick. Yep. That's, that's, that sounds so... We get hundreds. No, I want you... That's the lead-in for you to
4: oh. then pick
1: it
3: up and read
4: it. Hey, fellas, it shouldn't be the proof is in the pudding, but it the
3: eating, but in the eating of the pudding.
4: Yeah. Yeah, maybe they just left a word out. Proof is in the eating
3: of the pudding. No, no. Proof is in the pudding. But, of course, you're going to eat it you just going to sit there and look at it and try and work out what it Is tastes like. Is
4: that when like. they used to put the uh, hide coins in the pudding? Was that a thing? That it was, was it? wasn't it? Why was maybe,
3: that? Maybe that? Maybe that's the proof. Do you eat when we have, We're well, a long way from Christmas, but when the, the old fruit pudding comes out? Neilby nah, nil by fruit pudding. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Anything with fruit in it. <laughs> nah. Hot crust buns, nil by hot crust bun.
3: I've got a mate who doesn't eat vegetables, which I find extraordinary.
4: Adam Schneider, one of my ex-teammates, got hypnotized to eat vegetables. <laughs> what? <laughs> he didn't eat vegetables, and they sent him, and he got hypnotized, and he started eating veggies. He turned into <laughs> Bugs Bunny. <laughs> he didn't eat. Not anymore, though. <laughs> he didn't eat vegetables. He didn't, and he got At hypnotized.
3: All. That's how he was brought up. Yep. No right, vegetables. Right. I Neal, Neal by veggie. And who organized the hypnotization? Swans. The swans, the nutritionist at the swans said, you're going to get hypnotized. Yeah, yeah.
4: And he got hypnotized and he ate veggies. That's, the easy,
3: that's a bit of a easy way out from the nutritionist. Wow. Why? <laughs> oh, it's like, instead of convincing Adam Schneider themselves that it's probably a good thing for your footy career that you eat a few vegetables. Yeah, I don't bugger it. I can't be bothered with this. Hypnotist, come in here.
4: They should have hypnotized me that you. McDonald's was <laughs>
3: <laughs> Every time I drove you to Magdalene. It's, it's you like actually be ready for the opening day pre-season training. Something. Uh, we're ready to go to Augusta. Gibbo, two thumbs up, not just the one, which means we're going over right now to Augusta National where Scotty Scheffler is still on the range. Go home, Scotty. You're leading by five. Yeah, we get it, mate. Your game's fine. He's pumping drives at the driving range. Scotty, get a life. Go and have a steak. John Daly at Hooters or something. I don't know, down the road. Evan Priest is joining us right now. I'm not sure if he's gone out for a steak or he's still at the club, filing stories for Australian Golf Digest. Ev, how are you, mate?
9: I'm good, thanks, Adam. Mate, how are you? Thanks for having me on today, boys. It's uh, windy one at Augusta National, and, and um, I agree with you. I think Scotty Sheff was doing his best to try and suck the wind out of the tournament.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, he's still there, mate. He's still in the... I know you're inside probably in the media facilities and, and uh, punching away some some yarns that we're going to read about through the day, but um, these guys, that they just love going to the range after they play. Like, as golfers, it's not the done thing. You go inside and you have a beer and you talk about your round shot by shot and then you go home and then you go and tell your partner about it. And
4: you lie about him, boy.
9: And she doesn't
3: care. That's how it works. Not for these guys.
9: Not for these guys, mate. Not when you're the hottest player on the planet, the world number one. That is why he's the world number one. He's on the range right now. I can see him, actually, from here. Our media centre, which is the most luxurious media centre, potentially in world sport, by the way, I might add, uh, he's looking straight out over the range and I can see him hitting drivers at the moment and that's why he's won three PJ Tour events in the last six weeks because he's just uh, an absolute grinder and uh, he's not the story that we're all hoping for. You know, you, you have to be honest with yourself but um, I think you might run away with this thing because the five-shot lead is the equal largest 36-hole lead in the history of the Masters. Five players have done it before and four of them went on to win the Green Jacket so it's not looking good if you're not a Scottish Sheffler fan.
4: Evan, Nick Davis here, mate. The voice does absolutely sound familiar from my uh, listening to the Chasing Majors podcast. Well done with that, my friend. But (laughs) Scotty Scheffler, 42 days since he won his first tournament to be the world number one. Was it out there that this guy's got a game or has he just been in the right spot at the right time with a few players not playing that well?
9: Yeah, it's, it's, well, you know in golf circles for a while, it's been known how talented this bloke was. And it, you know, he had that tag over his head of, when is this bloke going to win a PGA Tour event? And then all of a sudden, he wins three in six weeks or seven weeks, 42 days. I'm not that good at math, whatever, whatever that might be. But he sort of really realized his potential in, in a really short space of time. And um, he went to the University of Texas. He was an absolute stud there. And, and, and now we're sort of seeing the player that we, were, we had heard about.
3: Uh, Cameron Smith today, mate. So he had a really good... Like, I, hope he was than, out, I hope he was out practising his driver. <laughs> so God. so every first round he goes double buggy start, double buggy finish in between eight birdies. Today, take us through his day and also his mood afterwards.
9: Mate, to be really honest, he, he just looked exhausted. You know, he, he spoke to the reporters, myself included, after the round I could hear his voice was a bit hoarse because it's been a long day in the wind. It's been cold. He was playing with Bryson you know, is isn't as quick as the quickest of players, as we all know, and he wasn't playing well either. Uh, and he was also playing in the group of, in front of Tiger Woods, so the crowds were nuts. He just looked sort of exhausted, uh, Cam, and I hope that he has a nice meal tonight and a nice sleep and resets himself because he's got a big weekend charge coming. Uh, but he just couldn't make a putt, mate, to be honest. He just couldn't buy anything today. The, the wind was, was throwing around his reeds, and his ball striking wasn't fantastic, but he kept himself in there. Two under par and six shots back of... Scotty Scheffler at eight on the pub. That's definitely not out of the tournament. And we've seen stranger things happen, not only on the weekend of the Masters, but even in the back nine of the Masters. So it should be an exciting finish. And and a couple of pundits here at Augusta are predicting tomorrow could be the toughest day ever in the history of Augusta National with the greens as quick as they are and with the wind um, forecast to keep up and and also some cold temperatures moving in.
3: Well, the good news is for Cam is that he doesn't need to play with Bryson because he missed the cut by 100. And I reckon playing golf with a moody Bryson DeChambeau would be about as fun as taking an overtired toddler to the shops for three hours. It wouldn't be an enjoyable experience.
9: No, not at all. And I had the unfortunate luck of um, Paul Casey uh, withdrew um, Thursday morning with a back injury. So that sort of, you know, when they would normally be playing in the threesome and and you wouldn't notice how slow everyone's playing, all of a sudden that's amplified because you're down to two years and you're waiting almost on every shot I actually caught a funny moment to myself. I went out and walked with Cam for the first five holes this morning, and the, the, fourth, tee, the fourth hole is a par three to Augusta, and, and the third green sort of backed up right a, against the tee, and, and, and they had so much time waiting on the fourth tee, Cam and Bryson, that they stood there and they watched Tiger Woods come up to the third green for about two to three minutes, just uh, almost like fans. It was pretty funny.
4: He said that, actually, after the his first round, that he just... Get drawn to the the magnetism of Tiger Woods, and you sort of know, obviously, where he is by the the, the galleries around his group, but also just knowing where he is on the uh, on the course. What about the rest of the Aussies? We've had a, a number of the boys being able to make the cut.
9: Correct, yeah, they they all battled the conditions. Um, the only Aussie of the six um, to miss the cut was Lucas Herbert. Um, unfortunately, didn't bring his game his a game this week. Um, but of, of the other guys, they're all at four over par. We've got Adam Scott, he made a really clutch par save out of the greenside bunker on the 18th to, to make the cut on the number. Min woo Lee made par on the 18th also to, to sneak in there. And then we've got um, Cam Davis and Mark Leishman also at four over. So, um, strangely though, I'm, I'm, I haven't checked it, but I just, um, I just got a text from a friend saying none of the odds are playing together, even though they're all no. on the same score, which is
3: pretty unusual. They're in the – I'm just checking the third-round pairings here. Ev, the, the first four groups contains Aussies tomorrow, Leash, Davis, Lee and also um, Adam Scott, but they're all playing with uh, other people and looking at Tiger Woods, he's playing with Kevin Kisner. and Corey Connors is Cam Smith's partner. So hopefully it won't be as slow as Bryson for the last two days for uh, uh, Cameron Smith. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, who yeah, likes? exactly, yeah. Go, mate.
9: Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, hopefully, hopefully things quicken up tomorrow. We've removed Bryce and Deschambeau from the field. Um, a couple of other notable players didn't make the cut, such as Jordan Spieth. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's going to be an exciting one. But, mate, I think the story that they're all sort of hoping for is, is can Tiger Woods make a move? It was only 14 months ago that he, you know, had a single car accident that not only nearly killed him, but also almost forced his right leg to be amputated. And the fact that he's made the cut is just outstanding. It's one of the most remarkable things I've seen.
4: How did he look this morning? He was four over three, five. For me, it's going to be the backing up day after day for Tiger. He's been talking about his um, his recovery regime and what he's got to go to to sort of cool down from a, a round and then get himself wound back up. Four over three, five. Did he look a bit scratchy this morning?
9: Yeah, he did, mate. Yeah, it, I think it was the cold weather. I think it really stiffened up that right leg of his. And, and as you mentioned, he had dropped four shots in the first five holes. Well, you know, stead of the ship and, and full credit to him for doing that. But um, he was obviously, because he was playing in the group uh, behind Cam Smith, I saw him as we were interviewing Cam. And Tiger walked through the ropes into the scoring area and he was just looking laboured, you know. He was lugging that leg around. I'm, I'm going to guess it's going to require two or three hours of physio tonight just to get it ready for tomorrow morning and then maybe a couple hours of physio even more tomorrow morning. So, mate, he'll, he'll limp around and he'll, he'll get it done and hopefully he gives us something to write about.
3: Copious amounts of and won't go Australia either. <laughs> no the feeling. <laughs> Naperson, get on the hard stuff. Can he win realistically, or is he too far back now? Scotty Sheffield is playing too well.
9: Oh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Tiger Woods can win. No, you know, we know never to write that bloke off. But nine shots back, with the leg that he's got, with with the weather that's coming in the weekend, it's, it's all but impossible. So, a, but, but, you know, the exciting thing is that he's probably looking at the British Open at St. Andrews where he's won two Opens there, and he's probably targeting that as a more realistic chance of him to be in contention and, and potentially win. So, if if he goes out on the weekend, shoots a couple of under-par rounds, finishes in the top 20 or the top 15, he'll walk away thinking, right, I think we've got the game back, and I think the uh, British Open is a realistic possibility.
3: and There's not one hill at St. Andrews either. It's just dead flat near the beach there. So (laughs) that might uh, help him as well. So who are the ones that are going to jump out? Hideki Matsuyama, defending champ, as mentioned earlier in the show. Ebony came up with one of the greatest uh, champions dinner menus of all time. Um, maybe that was Jordan Spieth's problem. He said he was going to have extras as everything and he probably overcalibrated himself and needed to um lug around a few extra kilos than he needed to. Is Hideki a big chance of of maybe being the one to run down Scottish Sheffler or is there another name there that jumps out at you?
9: Oh, absolutely mate. Mate I'm with you. My money's on Hideki. You know he's only five shots back. Anything can happen over the weekend. Augusta, as I sort of mentioned before, Charles Schwartzel's almost also a former Masters champion, and he he's definitely working. I'm also a bit wary of Dustin Johnson. Yeah, Dustin Johnson can put together some insane scores, and he's only six shots back. So, mate, there's about five or six names there. Colin was also one under. Never write that bloke off either. So. There's 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 seven or eight world class players who could all knock on Scotty Shepherd's
4: door over the weekend. It should be a great Masters weekend.
3: I'm looking forward to um, catching the opening groups at about one a.m. tomorrow. When after you get a... ho- when
4: you get home from the races, <laughs> <is> that'll <laughs> be perfect timing for you, Adam. I
3: will
1: be a bit Dusty <laughs> Johnson, <laughs> with, I dare say,
3: <laughs> with a kebab in hand. You'll be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait, em, can't wait, mate. Just one last one from a media perspective. You mentioned about how good it is there like everyone puts up the the post of the you know the two dollar sandwiches and things like that how do you get do you get the southern hospitality there as as members of the media and welcome with open arms by the augusta national crew
9: we we do mate this this press building is you know what i'd compare it to it's where a sitting u.s president would come for a holiday in the south of america it's just absolutely extraordinary you know it's this big white mansion which has a university lecture theater we, we we sit in these beautiful expensive leather chairs we've got you know computer monitors galore with all the stats and videos that we need we've got cameras on every hole of the back nine and then the restaurant itself i've I've done some damage in there let me tell you that much
6: <laughs> in the last
9: sort of five, four or five days you know it, it's a proper restaurant with you know not i'm not going to say fine dining with very fancy food very nice food um waiters and waitresses sort of Coming up and, and asking whatever you need. It's, it's absolutely fantastic here. It might be the best sporting event in the world to cover. I haven't covered, Wimb- covered Wimbledon. I've heard that's pretty good, Adam, but uh, this, this must give it a run for its money for sure.
3: Yeah, the jam donuts at Wimbledon are very hard to top, I dare say, but I'm,
4: I'm... right you too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get an invite to the races, let alone no. Wimbledon or the Masters with Evan. This is no good.
3: Yeah, we'll stop banging on about your regional sport that you love so much and see the rest of the world, Nick, through football and tennis and golf and things like that. Ev, leave it there, mate. Thanks so much. Enjoy the weekend. Look forward to reading your stuff. And uh, follow Evan Priest, everyone, if you even have a passing interest in golf. He's all over it on Twitter as well. Evan, have a good one, mate. And, um, yeah, I'll continue to listen to Chasing Majors as Nick will as well. He's done a great job with that with Stevie Williams, the caddy. Yeah,
9: thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on and enjoy the
3: rest of the Masters. We will. Evan Priest joining us from Augusta National back in a moment with Yenna.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. That wasn't a Bruce. Gibbo the defendant
5: <laughs> protest does the
4: <laughs> defendant want to go first or the prosecution
3: prosecution first okay.
5: oh you bruce I, <laughs> I i wrote i wrote it down on this piece what of a paper lawyer. as soon as you said that bruce bruceville we need a, donuts at wimbledon hang on bruce bruceville. Okay,
3: pros, prosecution are you done
5: no, I'm going to do the Nick Davis <laughs> argument where you just keep talking. <laughs> but, yeah, I believe that was a Bruce. Evan did sort of tip you into it. Oh, but sort of. You should have said, no, 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 Evan, thank you for that compliment, but, no, I will not be brucing. Nil by Bruce.
3: Okay. So the accusation is yes, that Bruce. I've bruced <laughs> by saying that I've gone to Wimbledon. It was Evan Priest at Augusta who brought up the fact that, Adam, you would know what it's like having it all laid out in front of you. I've never been to Wimbledon, but Adam, you have. I just made mention of the fact that the food there at Augusta sounded really good. I made mention of the fact that the jam donuts, which I might add Nick Davis would eat 680 within I the space would, of four I just days. Wouldn't <laughs> tell, I wouldn't <laughs> tell anyone. He's not,
5: he's not involved, all right? I just he wouldn't tell anyone. Bruce. Don't bring him into it. I You're object. Bruce. I object. <laughs> I, can't
3: I can't see how it's a bruising. I can't see how it's <laughs> a bruising. a traditional bruising mm. which a lot here at SEN have been... Guilty of? Very guilty Any of. Any in particular? No, all of them. <laughs> We're all guilty of a bruising here and there. However, I dare say that that's a half bruising. It's not a full bruising. It's like my two point that I'm trying to get down to one point before the court of law at the Downing Centre <laughs> <or laughs> on May 23. That you want to downgrade? I think that's a half bruising because I didn't bring it up.
5: You yeah. can't half Bruce. You Bruce. <laughs> you yeah, be proud of it, or If right? you be yeah. proud, you Bruce, I think. Nick? Bruce? Bruce. Bruce.
3: Of course, It's kangaroo caught in here. <laughs> <laughs> no point.
2: It's time for. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah,
1: no. Nah. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. You were nearly <laughs> going to oh, say. so <laughs> <And now> close <laughs> <it's time> for... <laughs> And
2: now it's time for. And now it's time for.
3: Yeah, no. Nah. Do you want to go first <laughs> because it's just happened? No, 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 no. You Have you got a few? I've got a couple. Well, I've only got that one. Okay. Because I well, didn't go prepare. First. So you go first. Oh, I we'll didn't prepare. Okay. You prepared. Go
4: for it. Um, I've got a couple. Mm. First one is, again, doing a lot of walking at the moment. I'm for a walk on Sunday. Good. Check out the rad gnarly surf down at Cronulla on Sunday. Mm. People walking along Cronulla Esplanade. On their phone, on loudspeaker.
3: Yes. So with you. So with you.
4: It's so rude.
1: Yeah no nah. no nah, yeah no nah, yeah no. Hundred percent.
4: Get yourself a set of earphones. I'm not or just
3: t- trying to suck up to you by. Or just b-
4: hold the phone to you, to your ear. Yeah
3: yeah yeah.
4: I don't I don't care what you've got to say. I don't care what the other person on the other end of the phone has to say.
3: What Sorry. about the I'm worried about radiation, radiation from the phone? No. Yeah.
4: We do enough in life to, we pick and choose when we want to care about things.
3: What about people with the AirPods <laughs> in talking loudly on the phone?
4: I, I hope is Danny going to the races today? Because you're going to get called Bruce all day. It's going to be so good. <laughs> be called worse. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get a uh, if you get a winner in the punters' club, you won't be you be God oh, legend.
3: There'll be Simos all round. Remember when Andrew Simons used to like when a wicket was taken in the cricket, and Andrew Simons would just come in and just rub everyone's top of their head. Oh really? uh, yeah, go yeah. Actually, I
4: hope I, they don't do that to you too much.
3: I've got up this morning really early to like, arrange. You could, you
4: could look like Peter Garrett by the end of the day if you tip people with us. I'll
3: be more Eddie Jones, I reckon. Just like yeah, okay. random. Or the soccer guy things. that you
4: showed me the picture of this morning.
3: Oh, Antonio Conte, the greatest comeback of all time. The uh, the hair that miraculously appeared when he started managing.
4: Tiger's a bit patchy. Anyway, so that's my first year. now. People Good walking around in public. Talking on the phone on loudspeaker.
3: Strong, strong. Quick little one I've just thought of. Okay. Yeah, nah. It's just the potholes in general. Once again, we're on the Formula One outlap. It's Mario Cup driving. Yep, bananas and everything. Well, oh, the phone's gone. It's ridiculous out there. It's after Thursday. <laughs> you making sure
4: you got fully charged up for the day at the races, <laughs> eh? It's so
3: important. Well, the great Russell Bar. Russell Barber can in... look after you. Yeah, he will. He will. It is the max. What does he do? What does he even come in here and do shifts when he's making a poultice out of that great idea that he had? Is I know what to do. Portable phone chargers. Did he tell you the story of how he came up with yeah. it? Yeah, it's fantastic.
4: So he was probably trying to get a bet on too.
3: They were at the races one day, and he, one of their mates or either he, mm. bought a charger to the races and plugged it in the wall, and then through the day people were just coming up. Oh mate, could i borrow a charger! I've a charger! And then one of them said to the other one why don't we charge 10 bucks per person going over to charge it? And then the idea was born. Let's put charging stations that's one in of those, public well, that's, places. That's like one
4: it. of those good idea before you, <laughs> you, you, you the, It's like the Facebook thing where old mate dropped Facebook. <laughs> yeah, just nick the idea yeah. And, yeah. and ruin the world. Well done, Russ. Yeah. He um, lined up our one of our guests, so thanks, Russ.
3: As mentioned, going to the races, and at the moment at the races, there is a helicopter... <laughs> going around the track to try and dry it.
4: True story.
3: Yeah, nah. This
4: is a yeah, nah, around the socials combo. I like it.
3: It's, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure it's doing much, if you know what I mean. It might dry the grass on top, but the heavy 27 that is prevailing there at Rantwick with the bog track.
4: Our, our mowers listeners know that it's that's just lipstick on a pig.
3: Hundred percent, hundred percent. So thank you for showing me that and giving me a yena yeah today. Nick. You're welcome. Yeah, unprepared.
4: My other yena yeah, is, and it's become increasingly happening. People that say, "Yeah, I reckon I've had COVID, but I just didn't test positive." It's. <laughs> I'm sick of <laughs> Don't try and be one of us now. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I had it at the start.
5: So I'd... you've had it? Yep. When did you have it? Uh, New Year's.
3: New Year's? So you're... I did
5: mowers. I did mowers. That, and one of the great shows <laughs> when Nick had COVID, he did dry on the Friday <laughs> did... all up into the mowers. <laughs> I was... oh. I'd never even put the, <laughs> the best thing. The best thing was... In the first day he was sitting like lakeside, so you could hear like the boats <laughs> driving past. It was uh, it was one of the great. All ski boats are coming from us. <laughs> and he did his hammy because he's been water skiing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Got COVID, did his hammy, but did some great radio. Two shifts. So you're up again. you have three month cycle's up, so you're you're going to catch it again.
4: Do you know anyone that's had it twice?
3: Yeah, a couple people.
4: Yeah. Anyway, Gibbo, yeah. you, you've had yeah,
5: it. Yeah, I had it over the New years as you've well. You've had it.
3: <laughs> you've had a, you've had a few Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah,
5: I've, had, I've been out due to health reasons. <laughs> <had> health reasons. <laughs> not, not COVID.
3: Protocols. I reckon I had it.
5: Yep. <laughs> oh! Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> nah.
4: Well done. <laughs> Every, don't be that person. Yeah, I reckon I had it. I reckon I. Oh, hey, I woke up one day. I reckon I had it, but I just didn't dare. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you haven't. Oh, uh,
3: text it's on. The, it's cool now. <laughs> text on the text on from Roosterman, boys. Yeah, man. Uh Yeah, no. roads that are flooded. A bus comes along, sees you walking on the footpath that ploughs through the water, sending a tsunami over oh no. you. Uh, it happened to me yesterday. P.S. Adam, definite bruising. <laughs> yes,
6: Rooster
4: Man. Thanks
3: for the support, Rooster Man. Peaks, anyone on the phone while exercising is an absolute flog. In gyms, on walking paths, it doesn't matter. Just call when you get home your flogs, Matt. So I like really, that.
4: It's not I like that. No, set, I do but, like that.
3: The segment's not called Your Flog, it's called Yeah nah. So, Matt, thank you for the text. Just put a little Yeah nah in there as well, just to make I agree it official. With that. But yeah, uh, we'll give Matt one for that, definitely. Yeah, no, nah. no, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. The bus from Rooster Man, I'm not entirely sure. I don't think the bus has much option. It can't exactly <laughs> yeah, it <does>. swerve out <laughs> the doesn't.
4: way. It doesn't. Unless you're Keanu Reeves.
3: <laughs> what was the speed he couldn't speed. go under?
4: 50? 50, 50, 50 miles? That's not that quick. 50 miles? Yeah. 50 miles an hour?
3: 70 Ks? Yeah. It's quick for a bus. Hopefully he didn't have to go through a school zone.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: Yes, we're back with the second half of the Mowers Club. Brucing free zone. We'll try for it for the next 90 minutes or so. Nicholas. Well,
4: Joel, we should have... We'll talk to... We'll probably talk to him in the last
3: hour. Man. Last half hour. Last half hour. Can you do the last half hour so I can <laughs> get an early muck? <laughs> we, so uh, I can get to the. <laughs> uh, no, he's alright. <laughs> busy, he's busy. He's ah, Gibbo wants <laughs> stepping up he's, again. He's the
4: king of bruising.
3: Uh, yeah, the he king loves of it. the adjudicator. He's a very good adjudicator, a fair yeah. adjudicator <laughs> of bruising. Unlike these two yeah, 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 cronies yeah, in I'm here. It's Like a freaking South American court in the middle of a military dictatorship. You just can't get a win in here. Anyway, one man who does not care about any of that because he's got a real live chance in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes today, the big event, and if it's not the best field I've seen in the last five years, Nick Davis, you can remind me of another one because this is... Oh, (laughs) last week's highway was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) He's saddling up Joyce in the uh, Queen Elizabeth Stakes, and joining us now is Ed Cummings, the trainer of said horse. Ed, how are you, mate?
10: I'm well, gentlemen. How are you?
3: Good. Good. Um mate, how's the horse? She's absolutely flying at the moment. She's um uh, she won that race up in Newcastle like the others were pinned to the fence. Is she the same kind of horse as you take her to Randwick today?
10: Uh, yeah, no, for sure. She's she's in she's in really good uh shape heading into her run today at Randwick and um you know, like even, even small things like the, the quality and, and colour of her coat, it looks richer than it was before she won that day. You know, there's there's small things. But when you get to these big races, small things matter.
3: Yeah, I wish I could say the same about my co-host this morning. His coat and his, uh, his Hey,
6: complexion. I'm not the one
4: going to the races, Adam, you are, you've got your, your coat and complexion doesn't look too bad, but Ed, was there any thought or, or how hard was the decision between the Queen Elizabeth and the Sydney cup? Was there much thought into, uh, which race that your mayor would run in?
10: Look, I suppose, you know, the weather basically forced our hand. We, um, um, uh, if, the, if if we were running on a, like a you know soft five today, uh, she'd probably be running in the Sydney Cup uh, because it just looked like it was there for the taking for her. Uh, it would have required minimal effort and she'd have been too good, uh, particularly with 51 kilos on her back. Uh, but with the weather, the way things have been in Sydney, and particularly this week um, after running on a heavy ten last week, the likelihood of running on a heavy ten again. I just didn't feel like there was any need to take any great risk with um, with Jewis, and uh, so two thousand metres is going to be an easier task for her. A harder race, don't get me wrong. Um, but as far as you know, the 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 drain physically, she 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 will come out of the race today in better shape than she would coming out of a Sydney Cup.
3: Yeah, there was a certain punters club that was pretty keen on you running the horse in the sydney cup because that had going into doubles but anyway we understand the decision you've made mate it's not an easy one but my goodness the depth in the race that you're running in is outstanding um zaki on thunderstruck very elegant melbourne cup winner animo um and we'll get to the uh the the bloke who trains animo in a moment but the, the race is just stacked isn't it how do you see it playing out
10: yeah, Look, I mean, it's a great race. Beautiful, you know. It's it's what everyone was sort of hoping it would be, I guess. Um, even even when they sort of first came up, the uh, the race is being like a, a focal point for the whole carnival and and the and the birth of the championships as such. Um, you know, it's going to be a, a long term figure on the calendar uh, for that reason. Um, as far as the race goes, look, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Uh, at one point or another, uh, it's going to come down to who handles that pressure best. Uh, I would like to think that the horses with greater capacity, uh, so stamina, as well as speed, are going to be the ones um, favoured. The horses that can relax best uh, when that pressure comes on. Um, and I think we're, we're definitely in the conversation and, and the market reflects that. But, um, you know, I've got great respect for horses like Animo. Uh, very elegant, of course. And, you know, Montefilia was outstanding at a last start. So, uh, And there's probably a couple that I'm forgetting um, it'll just make for fantastic viewing.
4: Ed, it wasn't James's helicopter that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that he's mm. just flown in and he's drawing the track out as we speak.
10: No, nah, no, no, not James's. But I wouldn't put it past some of those jockeys to turn up in one of those things.
4: <laughs> well, there's on social media, there's one hovering along the the uh, the home straight now, just drawing the track mm. out.
10: Yeah, look, I mean, whatever you got to do to get the the track in as good a nick as possible. I suppose they might consider hiring a fleet of choppers next year because it's more than likely we'll get similar conditions. um, And the more that they can stick out there, the better. But uh, it just goes to show how desperate they are to get the races run and won today and get results um, out of the way uh, because it is important as far as the horses are concerned, um, most importantly, uh, you know, that that the work that we've done in the lead up to the minute is sort of there to be resulted upon rather than being delayed a day or two or even seven days.
4: Ed, any thought or any – obviously racing, the the main race is sort of the back end of the card, but given the fact that the prestigious race at the Queen Elizabeth Stakes is, having it race eight on a heavy ten after the Sydney Cup and big fields go over it, would you give – would you like to see that these races be earlier in the card or is it just wagering turnover that means that they want it later in the, uh, in the, in the day?
10: Yeah, well, they're two competing ideas, right? Like, You definitely want the best horses on the best ground. Uh, and if it was up to me, then that would be the case. You know. And they do that in, in England um, and, and in Ireland. They, they get the better races um, on earlier in the day. Um, but there is obviously the very important competing aspect of, of wagering turnover and, and uh, you know, eyeballs on uh, getting as many um, um, sort of eyeballs on races and, and betting dollars on races as possible. And effectively, that's what creates the prize money structure that we've currently got and that we all currently enjoy. Uh, so, you know, it's a sort of better of two evils. Well, not, not that the first is um, yeah. the, the first option is an evil as such, but. You know, you understand where they're coming from to some extent.
3: Yeah, Nick's just annoyed because he wanted the Queen Elizabeth at one o'clock so he could go to that and then go to the AFL, which <laughs> he's got a call to that this <laughs> afternoon for. Yeah, it's going to be
4: quite interesting.
3: My uh, vested interest oh, over two, here.
10: There'd be, be a few trainers love, love to get their good horses out and done and then get to bed by three p.m.
3: No, head to the bar. Ed. We'll be up the top there in the stables if you want to come join us after the Queen Elizabeth. You, we might not be speaking English ahead, by then, the but yeah, hopefully
8: he's I'll, man. Hopefully I'll
4: he's collecting a big swim. Yeah. No, hopefully he's collecting a trophy before you head home, Ed. <laughs> yeah, I
3: hey, hope, so. I um, hope
10: so. We can only hope.
3: One last one against uh, about training against your brother. So James obviously has Animo in the race. Um, is it a little bit like? backyard cricket that if you get him out, you give him a send-off and a serve If you (laughs) just as you're walking past, or is it all very polite in the mountain yard?
10: No, no, no. I'll be the first to shake his hand if he beats me, um, and I'm sure that the the same would would follow for him. Um, You know, like at the end of the day, we're both working industry participants. It's it's not so much about, you know, trash talk or anything like that. Uh, We're not the athletes out on the track. You know, I'm sure... If that were the case, you know they'd be running a lot slower time, um, and and I'm sure that we would be probably egging each other on <laughs> or, or trash talking each other. But um, you know, when 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 you're plying your trade with animals, and, and they're the ones that are carrying the load, and and the jockeys are the ones sort of um, guiding them at the same time. It's, it's a different, it's a different vibe.
3: Well, Edward, uh, good to see that you've got a really hot chance in a huge race here on the uh, the Sydney Racing Calendar, which is the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Uh, it's an amazing race. We're looking forward to it this afternoon. Good luck to Joyce, and, um, mate, have a good afternoon out there.
10: Thanks a lot, guys. Have Ed- a great day.
3: Edward Cummings, uh, trainer, ahead of a big day of racing at Randwick. We're back in a moment because the sport is happening all over the place this weekend, and there's a huge UFC card on the way. Alex Volkanovsky, one of the great Australian athletes at the moment, is in action. Nick Walshaw on the way to have a chat about it.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: Oh, boy, what a weekend of sport. You've got the NRLW Grand Final, the AFLW Grand Final, the usual round of NRL and AFL. Super Rugby, A-League, Matildas playing, Masters Golf. What am I missing here? The races, the Formula One Grand Prix, which we haven't touched on either and we'll touch on in the second, uh, the third hour with our man Tristan Merlahan. Looking forward to uh, having a chat to him. And we've got a UFC world title fight involving one of the great, as mentioned before the break, Australian athletes, full stop at the moment. Alex Volkanovsky, who keeps on keeping on, keeps on winning, keeps on retaining his belt. He's fighting over there in Jacksonville against the Koran Zombie. Now, joining us right now is a man who's right across UFC and his footy, and we'll touch on both right now, Nick Walshaw from the Daily Telegraph. Nick, how are you, mate?
11: Morning, boys. How are you?
3: Good. Good. How's Volk? Should he win this?
11: Oh, mate, like he's a... Well, he's a dollar thirteen with the tab. I think Vegas bookmakers have got him at nearly minus eight hundred. I mean, it's it's one of the more lopsided championship fights in a, in a long, long time. Um, you know, those, those odds are probably a, a little bit wide, but uh, I mean, Volk should should win this and win it easy. I mean, when I spoke to him just before he left, he said he wanted to. He's going to be disappointed with himself if he doesn't finish this uh, some way within the first three rounds, and, and, and I think that'll be the case. I I think he'll stop him uh, round two, round three. What well, does he have to be
4: wary of, mate? Like, fighting there, he only takes one good punch or a good clinch in the UFC to, to get yourself uh, beat. What does he need to be wary of?
11: Well, obviously, you know, the, the Korean zombie, as his name suggests, he's a guy who's willing to, to walk forward into the fire to, to win a fight, you know what I mean? And he he's always been a, a, a you know a great striker and just this, this all action fighter but he's the last couple of years he's really sort of you know ad, added some new new tricks to his game i mean he's more than uh, just the zombie now you know he's he's really this he, he's a he's a, a nice all round fighter but i i mean i, I don't think no matter what area, I, I i think volkanovsky's a better fighter so i you know, unless he has one of those nights where a champion's not prepared, you know, which which we've seen, you know, and 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 they come in uh, uh, taking it a little easy, um, you know, I think that would be the only concern. But I mean, this is only his third title defense, uh, so he hasn't been champ that long, and and obviously he's had some questions over, with some people saying, did he even beat uh, Max Holloway in the, in their rematch? So. He, he's a guy who still feels like he has a lot to prove. So I don't think, you know, uh, he'll, he'll be underprepared in any way for this fight.
3: Yeah. And he's just not the type of personality to kind of get carried away with himself and, you know, just sink cans with his mates on the weekend when he should be training. He, he, he looks like a guy oh, exactly, who, mate. who prepares he's to the minute.
11: Got, he's a guy who's got to the top on, on nothing but hard work. You know what I mean? He's, every, you know, he's all about just just grinding and improving. And, and, and his game is, is, is based around, like, he's this, this chess master who's all about, you know, the tiniest details. I mean, if, if ever a guy was going to go into even a fight where he's a minus 800 favourite prepared, it's, it's Volkanovski.
3: Does he fight Conor McGregor at all, ever? Should he take that fight? Is it on the table?
11: It, it would be unlikely. I mean, you only have to look at, at, at photos of McGregor at the moment, and he's uh, he's bulked up. Um, I mean, obviously, he's never going to get to featherweight again. Uh, the, the only way of it happening w- would be if it was at some sort of uh, catch weight. Now, Vol said to me he would l- legitimately go as high as, as welterweight, which is which is twelve kilos up. I mean, obviously, that's you know, I mean, he is such a big deal. It's it's a huge fight. So, but uh, I mean, it, it would be un, unlikely. Uh, obviously, the, the the carrot for McGregor is that it, it you know Volks would would have to be you know going up significantly in weight to to take the fight. So, um, but I mean, when you look at at, at you know the way McGregor's talking at the moment. I mean, he's he's talking about trying to to fight the welterweight champion in Kamara Usman. So um, certainly he's never getting to featherweight again. It, it would be whether you could you could come up with some sort of you, you know catchweight um, to make the fight happen, but it, it it would be unlikely. I mean, it would be great fun and and a real sort of yeah. You, know, you know who who knows what would happen, but. It, of, of all the of all the fights he's got lined up at the moment, I don't think Volkanovski would be be you know the the first couple on his on his radar.
4: In horse racing terms, mate, how much weight do you reckon Volk would have to give him Conor McGregor in a fight if to be like a really good chance of winning? How close in weight do you reckon he'd have to get?
11: Well, um, I mean, obviously, if, if you know, like the old saying there's a reason why they have weight divisions, right? You don't you don't wouldn't want to go into a fight, you know, giving given, you know, even though he's not the fighter he was, Connor McGregor, I mean, the the power in his hands is, is is still a legitimate thing, you know, and you you wouldn't want to be giving him too much weight at all. So Volk would would really you know, obviously he and he was a former prop, you know what I mean? So he has he has been heavy before, but it would be a real ask for him to go up as as heavy as he would need to, and and you know try and you know potentially even at lightweight. Potentially they could they could find something at lightweight, which would be, you know, that would be a something that that Volk could definitely do. And, and obviously at some stage he will he he may very well go to lightweight, you know. So that that would be uh, that would be a middle ground that that, that would certainly work for him.
3: The footy, uh, a few rounds in, what's jumped out at you from a storyline point of view so far? And what has you intrigued?
11: Well, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard not to like the defending premiers at the moment, Penrith. Um, I, I have enjoyed, you know, there's, there's been, you know, there's been plenty of... Um, competition you know it's, it's 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 sort of been a bit all over the shop in some cases and I think I think we've just seen some great footy haven't we like in the last couple of weeks the fo- the football's been outstanding like even last night you had had two games that that went right down to the wire you know uh i I had to cover the, the the roosters bronx you know and that game had a bit of everything you know it was um the the footy over the opening sort of few weeks I, I think's been terrific
4: yeah, I agree with that. What about just the storyline? I'm not sure if you have written a piece about it. Just the Cole Flanagan stuff. I, I find that really interesting, the the different sort of storylines around that. And, look, if, if you're a first-grade player and you're getting played, paid good money, uh, you, you're ready to turn up no matter who, no matter where, and no matter when, surely.
11: Well, it, it's while I understand what they're saying, it's it's sort of like, well... He, you know, for one, he's he's a 23 year old man. You know, what I mean, like yep. you, you send guys off to war a lot younger than that. So, um, you know, in terms of being looked after, I get I get what they're saying. But if, if you're a first grade footballer, then then you should be able to go in at, at any stage. And for for, for whether he had, you know, you hear everything about he hasn't trained in the in the with them in the preseason and and everything else like that. But you know when when does he play? You know what I mean. It's it's like if 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 not when they're going through what they are now. When when does he play? I mean he's he's on big money. He's this this is his job is to play football. Um, so it, it'll be difficult unless unless sort of you're suggesting that, that Barrett is is somehow you know trying to get him to deliberately go badly. Mm. You know. it's... It, which uh, I don't know, but um, I mean, what that would be? Why would he be doing that? I mean, Trent Barrett wants to win as much as anyone, right? Like Trent, yeah, Trent great. Barrett, yeah. Trent Barrett's in a position at the moment he can't afford to lose a game, you know what I mean? Exactly. Needs, as a coach, so why would he, you know, self sabotage? You know, and it's it, it's like he's it. He, it's almost like he probably has nothing to lose, right? Exactly. I mean, he's coming up against the best team in the comp, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you're an NRL player. Then, then you have to be ready to play against the best teams. Like that's that's your job.
3: Nick, we'll leave it there, mate. Thank you for your time. We've got to get to the news, but enjoy the footy and the UFC this weekend. We're back in a moment with more Mowers Club.
2: Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: Yes, welcome back. Third hour of the Mowers Club and we'll have Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au yes. to join us. And it must be said, now we can say what we want to say. We will be doing a sweep. For, top on, for Topsport. For topsport.com.au. On the Sydney Cup. Sydney Cup. So 19 runners, bunch of mudlarks. They didn't scratch any of them. First so in best dressed. First in best dressed. Text us on the text line 0457 736 736. Text us, just say, I want in, or sweep just those words and let us know on the text line, 0457 736 736. And what will Tristan's prize be? Heaps. Heaps. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll do that in the last half hour when I'm in the Uber on the way to the races and you and Gibbo can uh, take care of that. Am
4: I not taking you now?
3: No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I, 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 I felt guilty. <laughs> That's a lie. You just want to go early. Yeah, true. <laughs> I felt guilty hey, about I've you. I've got take... to go there to the SCG.
5: Yeah, but do it's, the last it's 10 oh, minutes. I'm going
1: to make you mate. stay here and do the last. <laughs>
5: yeah, no, You guys are good to go if
3: you want. Gibbo do it by himself. We've got a guest on the line. We should get to him right we now should. because he's uh, hanging on the line thinking, why am I waiting for this? listening to this, absolute garbage. Sorry about that, Gene Namu, who used to play rugby league at a very high level and now is a horticulturist of the highest regard. Gene, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you,
0: guys.
3: How you going? Good, good. Um, Yeah, we'll we'll deal with that Sydney Cup sweep a bit later on. But, um, mate, you used to play in the NRL, of course, number of clubs, Manly, South, over there with the Warriors as well. But now, these days, you're one of us. You're Kind of like a Mowers Club alumni in the sense of what you do for a day job. Explain yourself.
0: I do, mate. I'm a green finger now. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, at the end of my footy career, I, I sort of didn't really know what I wanted to do. So um, I was back in New Zealand, and I was humming and hawing. What, I, what? You know, I, I just didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. And I worked um, with my brother-in-law, who um, uh, was quite high up in a, uh, you know, a, a turf management and sports field. Um, management company over in New Zealand and uh, I started with them for a little bit and I was sitting on a mower for about 12 months and I kind of enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, it was just kind of gone from there, moved over to Australia and I worked for a company over here uh, called Green Options and yeah, pretty, pretty big and enjoying life.
3: So you look after, is it, because Steve O'Keefe um, raised this point, so we on the Mowers Club here, thanks to Toro Mowers, 100 years of innovation, we like to get on someone who knows what they're talking about when it comes to growing grass and not of the Northern Rivers variety. We're talking proper lawn, <laughs> buffalo, cooch, all that stuff. Uh, you look after Ma- – Steve O'Keefe was saying you're down there at Manly Oval?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um, that's one of our grounds on, uh, on the northern beaches. So basically, uh, you know, look after our, our, our northern kind of area. Um, we've got quite a few fields. And, um, yeah, so we basically – yeah, I, I know Sock, the king of Manly, and he, um, <laughs> you know, he – yeah, he's
8: always talking about,
0: uh, you know, the quality of wickets and, and that that will produce.
4: So, you know, um, that, that's nice to hear. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah. Gene, who, in regards to wickets, it's a little bit of cricket talk here, hmm. who are the biggest, let's just say, whinges about the wicket? <laughs> is, it, is it the batsmen because it seems or spins too much? Is it the fast bowlers because it's like a road? Is it the spinners because there's no turn? Who has the most... Constructive feedback for your greenskeeping,
0: <laughs> mate. That, that, that's one of the best questions ever because um, you, you can't please everyone when you're preparing wickets. Um, we we like to prepare, you know, wickets that are are good for bat and ball. Um, got a got a nice green tinge on them, but you know the ball's coming through nicely and it comes onto the bat nicely, and the bowlers can get something out of it night early and earlier on in the day as well in the first ten to fifteen overs. Um, yeah, but like I said, you can't you can't please everyone. Everyone, you know, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to have a bit of a a bit of a whinge about. Oh, it's not doing enough. It's not doing that. It's too flat. You know, we're not scoring runs. It's, it's not bouncing above the knee. Um, but yeah, we'll try and do our best.
3: So, after the week that we've had again in Sydney, Gene, it seems like we're asking this question of our expert every week on the Mowers Club. Is what should we do to make sure that the lawn recovers from a huge dumpage like we had again? This week, what would be your tip know. to uh, kind of get things moving again in the right direction?
0: Oh boys, the the weather it's just been crazy the last three months. It's probably been, it's it actually has been the wettest um, summer on on record for us. You know, to prepare cricket wickets. But I mean, for uh, for the listeners out there, I'd, I'd just be thinking, um, you know, uh, we're in April now, so going into the you know, we'll, we won't be that long before we're into the cooler months. So. Just making sure that your, you know, your your mowers are sharp, your your blades on your mowers are really, really sharp. Um, You might want to top your lawns up with a little bit of fertiliser just going into the cooler much just to get them through and um, maybe a little bit of aerating as well. Poke some holes into the ground just just to get them breathing a little bit because we've had, you know, Sydney, we've had nearly a a metre of uh, rain. It's just been ridiculous.
4: Sharpening the blades, Gene, Make obviously our mowers listeners make sure that uh, the mower's not running whilst we're trying to uh, sharpen our blades. <laughs> yeah. But what's the what's the best way to get that done?
0: Oh, I tell you what, take your mower into a mower shop and get them to do it. That's that's the best way because um, you know you, you can you can leave your mowers at home for six, twelve, eighteen months without even changing the blades on them, and that's it's probably one of the biggest mistake, mistakes that you know it's just a everyday lawn person makes is not having sharp blades on their mowers. Um, yeah, yeah. get your mowers nice and sharpened during winter when uh, when you're not cutting as much
3: and the grass is, is slowing down. Yeah, and so you don't sit there with a really sharp knife and do it like you do two knives together before a steak? You can't just sit there in the backyard just can. sharpening?
0: Yeah, you can with a couple
4: of couple
3: of schooners in your hand if you want to. Yeah. yeah, A couple
0: of files, get them sharp. Yeah,
4: you nah. might only be able to. By the end you. of that, you might only be able to hold one schooner by the end of that.
3: <laughs> yeah, severed artery <laughs> at the uh, in ER, waiting for triage to get you Take into the back. hospital. That'll be awesome. Take Sounds them like... to your
0: local mile shop. They'll,
3: they'll do the job for you. Hey mate, um, back to footy. Uh, what do you yeah. remember of your footy career? What What, do you, what gives you most satisfaction about um, when you used to go around?
0: Oh look, um, you know, I think um, you know when you finish your footy career, you know it takes takes a while for you to kind of digest what you've, you've actually, you know, what you've achieved and what you've done and everything. And I, I look back and I'm I'm proud of what I achieved in, in the game and um, you know what, you know the the friends that I made and you know the teams I played for and represented. Um, I think that's the main thing you, you look back on at the, at the end of your footy career is you know. Um, you're just you're lucky you're actually lucky that you're uh, you know you're playing a sport that you love and um, traveling around the world and meeting new people and get paid for it as well so you can't take that stuff for granted.
3: Well, Gene Namu, really appreciated the chat this morning, mate, and uh, a few handy tips. I'm off to sharpen yes. my blades. We haven't had that one before. We no? have
4: not had that one. It's a very good tip when you
3: Don't. think about it. So, um, Gene, really appreciate it, mate, and um, good luck putting up with Sock and all these whinging about uh, how the turf is down there at Manly Oval. But in all seriousness, really appreciate your time on the Mowers Club.
0: Awesome, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers for having me.
3: Good stuff. Gene Namu, uh former Manly player, uh, Kiwi International, Souths, the Warriors, and now... A elite, elite grass grower. Back in a moment on the Mowers Club.
2: You need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: <laughs> Great to have you coming on the Mowers Club. Uh, just for those who are entering the sweep for the Sydney Cup, um, do us a favour, when you say in or in on the sweep, put there's your, your name, name on it, otherwise you're not included because if you don't have a name, we can't read it out. And we can't associate it. We're not associating with numbers. So if you don't have a name on your text in on 0457 736, sure. 736 736. Couple of spots it left. doesn't count. Couple of spots left. So keep them coming. We'll do the sweep It'll in a moment. It'll be uh, to Top Sport. Two hunch. Yep. yeah. Macca from Maitland. Great having Gene on the air. One of my favourites from the 90s for the Warriors here in the Little General. Stacey Jones, we're great to watch together. And Peaks, I rate you, mate. This is from, uh, yeah. I rate you, mate. I have massive respect for you. But when you included the A-League amongst <laughs> the great sporting events this weekend, you lost me. Nick from the, a, the Shire. The A <laughs> League is rubbish, and if you're including it, you may as well include the ladies over fifty five softball. Hey Matt, get lost. <laughs> what <Well> a <done>, Matt. <laughs> yeah, good on your Matt. T shirt
4: coming your way. Yeah, good on you, Matt. He's already gone. He's
3: already gone. <laughs> yeah. Matt, who doesn't own a passport, obviously, doesn't like his football. Anyway, on your Matt. Uh, Tristan Merlihan from Topsport.com.au joins us right now. Tristan, good morning. How are things?
1: Yeah, good morning, Adam. Good morning, Nick. Yes, it's a big day of sport. We've got big racing, all the AFL, NRL, AFLW, NRLW, and the A League. So it's a big, big weekend coming up. <laughs> well said, Tristan.
3: Well said. A man who knows because he knows that if he didn't have football as part of his little company, he wouldn't be living in that big house of his. Because the three options available in every football we match means more money for the we bookies. We didn't add
4: Charlotte's netball into that. We probably could have added that in as well. Had we go in the footy tips? Did we tip the Chookies last night?
1: Yes. 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 So they're very happy. They're worried, except Robin went to bed at half time. Mm. and uh, she was a bit concerned. So, But, no, she was very happy when I let her know this morning that the Chookies came back. So, no, she's uh, she's very much – she she's got her three tips locked in now. She's got the Panthers because they're the best, the Roosters because of Uncle Dickie and the Titans because of – of uh, they're our team. So, so yeah, yep. she, I don't know what's going to happen when they play each other, but um, we'll see.
3: Nick's, Nick's taught her well. Um, <laughs> exactly. Spread the
4: bets <laughs> spread far the and wide. Spread the love. And get then as you... many polos as you can and you can't get beat. <laughs>
3: you can't lose.
4: Speaking of can't get beat, let's talk racing, my friend. Uh, at Ram Week, I saw your helicopter hovering over the uh, <laughs> home straight trying to dry it out, and I was waiting for you to jump out. But... Uh, Queen Elizabeth Stakes. It's Queen Elizabeth Stakes Day, Day Two of the Championships. Let's start with the big race. Uh, let's. I'm looking forward to you going through these runners to get this name right.
1: <laughs> yes, no, it's it's one of the best fields I've seen for a long time, and very elegant. It's been well back. It's three sixty into three dollars twenty. Animo a bit of money for it this morning. Five into four forty, and Zaki at the five dollars. Now number seven is five dollars fifty, <laughs> and Montefilia is seven fifty. So uh, I think Duae. How do I go? Do I get it right? Yeah. Uh, I, I reckon it's a big chance in the in the wet. It's it's been actually well back, but it's it's there's been a lot of support for varying runners, and you've even got the three. I'm thunderstruck at big price as well that they've come for. So it's one of the uh, the hottest races I've seen for many a year. It was and
4: interesting. Uh, sorry, Ed Cummings' comments before saying that if it was a slow track, he would have run in the Sydney Cup and been an absolute morale.
1: Mm, well, it's uh, and and that's his thing. Like I, I don't think many. Uh, horses are going to enjoy getting over the 3200 that the, we've got the sweep grant running for in the bog, but um, I, I think it could uh, I think it could be a very very smart decision because it's been dominant, it's the horse on the up, and um, yeah, but all these horses are in good form, and um, it's, it's just going to. See who gets through the the track on the day. Just watch those first couple of races. We always say that in the in the heavy conditions because there could be a couple of little uh, trends that we see out of the track.
3: Yeah, we'll be. I'll be watching on as Nick chaperones me, uh, chauffeurs me to the track after we're done here. Looking forward to it. Um, and uh, you'd be pleased to know, Tristan, that um I neglected to pass on the invite to Nick, and he's not going to let me forget about it. <laughs>
1: That is very good to hear. So uh, you just got to make sure, though, that when you, you get there, he doesn't just leave the car and jump out. So we'll see what uh, see what happens.
3: No, the car's not stopping when he drops me off. I'm going to have to negate that. <laughs> It'd be like a Geordie skill drop-off.
4: <laughs> on the up. run, on the run. But well, let's go on to the time-honored Sydney Cup, which is uh, the, oh, sweep, the sweep race. It's a sweep race. It is us. a sweep
3: race. Keep them coming. Couple more spots available. Only a couple though. So keep them coming on 0457, 736, 736 to win the two hundred. Thanks to Top Sport.
4: Sydney Cup, who do the people want to draw here in the sweep, Tristiano?
1: Well, the favourite is Stockman. It obviously gets through the heavy very well. It's five dollars fifty. Crystal Pegasus at the six fifty, but the one they've come for at big odds is number eleven sure 7 into seven fifty now and also night's order. It's been Probably the best back with Rachel King on board, Barrier 1, 15 into $9. Interesting looking at the weights here. The second top weight of the field is at 51.5 kilos. So I'm sure a few of the uh, jockeys have had to um, get in the sauna to get themselves down to these weights. It's uh, going to be a good race, entertaining race. Hopefully the horses can get through the track. No dramas at all. Uh,
3: what else on the card, mate? Or is there something else from around Australia where the uh, the, the racing is not as... Higher quality, but um, funnily enough, they still pay Australian currency if you get the winner.
1: They definitely do pay Australian currency if you get the winner. So uh, a little tip we might look at if we go to Adelaide, because it's a good meeting over in Adelaide today, and uh, race five, number three, H2O. Nice name, actually. It's undefeated so far. Jake Toroke riding. It's been 350 into 280. I think that one might be a good option to get the punters started. Um, it would uh, uh, be a great <laughs> option for Adam during the day. Let uh, me no, it. it's going to be a good option
3: at <laughs> about 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, let me tell you, in about 24 hours' time, <laughs> Tristan.
1: <laughs> well, you, you might be able to double up on that. Back, back it and then it will make the hangover a little bit uh, less dangerous when you wake up tomorrow if you get onto that too.
3: Hmm. Indeed. Um couple of a uh, couple of texts coming through on the text on Dunny. He likes texting They're They're in you in uh, Dunny. hey Bruce Peacock, make sure you don't <laughs> jeff you yourself today. Is that an SAS reference, is it? At the races? No. No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's <Ben>. <laughs> anyway.
4: <laughs> we digress. We digress. <laughs> the NRL. Tristiany, the NRL, the NRL, yeah, the Melbourne started. Storm play the Canberra Raiders.
1: Yeah, and they're very short to get the result at Walgate It's a dollar twenty-two Melbourne, four thirty-five Canberra, thirteen and a half the line. So Storm are expected to get the result there. The bunnies are short price favourites against the Dragons, despite being one and four. But the Dragons are pretty ordinary last start. It's a dollar twenty-five South, four ten the Dragons, and ten and a half the line. And then the Titans just down the road here. They go in re- are playing their first round battle against the Eels. And the betting's pretty similar. But back at home, they obviously weren't great last start. But $3.140, get a few troops back, plus the 7.5. I think they might represent a little bit of value today. And let's not forget about the NRLW Grand Final with our good friend Sowie coaching the women's side there for the Dragons. They go in as a $1.62 favourites, $2.30 the Roosters, and 3 and a half the line, so slight favourites. Obviously, Dallium Coach of the Year, great result, and yeah, let's hope he's well prepared for all his interviews before and after. The game. <laughs> 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 that is true.
4: That is true. That's one for around the socials if we get that far. Uh, AFL today, the game. I'll be calling this special comments for SEN AFL <laughs> Nation. Bruce, you, you can't Bruce if you haven't done it. It's, it's Bruceing is if you have done it, is it not, John? Bruceing, it's not. I. Anyway, I'm not listening to you two. Uh, Sydney Swans take on the North Melbourne team. Kangaroos.
1: <laughs> they are very short-price favourites. This one, $1. 11. A is $1.11, Kangaroos $7, and the lines 39 and a half. It's been a big push for the overs. It started low, obviously, with the weather expected to be there, but maybe it's just starting to fine up a little bit. So the totals have moved up about five or six points. It's up to 159 and a half now, short of the overs. We've got over 400 markets on these games now. The boys have even come up with a unique set of markets, the Brownlow medal market, so you can bet on who you think's going to get the three votes before the game's played. So, Isaac Heaney the favourite in this game at $5. Luke Park at 7 and Callum Mills at $8. So there are a couple of new ones. The guys have uh, try it out, and then... And then the cash just sits in the top sport yeah. bank for six months. <laughs> sits yeah, in the correct. trust fund, <laughs> <laughs> gathering interest. Well done, boys. <laughs> Love that.
4: It's got my next lunch written all over
1: it. You can't give away those secrets. <laughs> 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 and then we, we move on to the uh, pies against the Eagles, where it's a twenty-five the pies, 4 25 the Eagles, and the line's $26.5, and then the evening game is the Tigers and the Doggies. 270 the Tigers, 150 the Bulldogs and 12 and a half. Now, we've also got the women's grand final as well, where Adelaide are favourites at $1.63, the Demons 236 and the Lions four and a half. We've got the uh, the player of the match market up there, where Erin Phillips, what could be her last game for the Crows, is $5, Hatchard at 7 And then we've also got Daisy Pearce, could be her last game as well at $16. So 150-odd markets up for the AFLW, so... Should be a good contest. We've also got the Sandfield. We're partnering with the Sandfield now. So if we've tried a hand. There could be a little bit of value here for the punters. We've got 150 markets up for every one of those games. and We probably haven't got the form line no. down as well as what we do for the AFL. So maybe check that out if you think you know what you're doing on the Sandfield.
3: Last call for the Sydney Cup sweep. 0457 736 736. We're just about to do the draw. 0457 736 736. Text in your name and that you want in on the sweep, and we'll chuck you in, only a couple more spots available. The golf, where do we sit? Is Scottish Sheffler odds on?
1: He's close. He's $2.15 uh, favourite, so he did very, very well to finish the round. Hideki, Hideki Matsuyama, obviously a big finish to the uh, to, to the round here. He, he struggled uh, in the opening round, but he's into $13. Cam Smith, unfortunately, wasn't as impressive in round two. He's $15 with DJ at 15 and Shane Lowry at $15, so the other Irishman, so he's 101, Nick, and he's probably not uh, Irish in our house today. He's English when he's doing no good, he's Irish when he's going well. So he's 101 this weekend, and Colin Morikara is at $26. So there's one one person I forgot to mention, which I can't believe I've done that. Tiger's out to 111 as well.
4: Yeah, right, interesting there. Well, I, we haven't done it, but... My uh, stupid multi. We don't need to play the thing because I'm a little disheartened. Or you can play it if you want to, it.
1: Now, on the Saturday morning Mowers Club, it's time for Nick's stupid multi.
5: What are you, stupid? What's the
7: matter with you? Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid
6: does. Are you crazy? i just playing stupid. Are you stupid or something?
11: Stupid is a stupid does, sir.
4: Well, the stupid horse didn't win the last leg of my stupid multi last week. And I'm a little bit flat with the Hitotsu into Nature Strip into (laughs) I'm Thunderstruck. And at the 150 meter mark when the phone was released, when I just started to write the text message with a few little thumbs up and the money bag emoji... And then I find out reliably this morning that the reason it got beat Guess is what because yeah. Adam Back. It. <laughs>
3: it, it got to the one hundred and went. <laughs> Christ, peacocks on me here! I got it. <laughs> Four thousand seven hundred. Well, Handbrake went up.
1: I did. I did get a message from Nick shortly after the race, and it was about a twelve text message. Uh, text. I was only able to. I'd only be able to read one <laughs> word out if I was to read it on radio. It was very, very flat. Very disappointed, but got very close. A good effort, but no nice cigar, unfortunately. But see if we can do it again.
4: Unlucky. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'm not doing a. I'm at now. I'm not doing a multi this week. I'm on uh, my hundred dollars on Dustin Johnson at fifteen dollars. I think he has uh, got a little bit left in the locker there, and fifteen dollars a little bit of value. Dusty J. You, well, w- it's,
1: it's actually a good option there because uh, obviously with um, Scottish Sheffield being very short, it's either you either like him or you think he might not be able to handle the pressure on day three and day four. And if you think that's the case, which you're obviously in that court, Nick, then uh, a lot of the other players will come right into contention and be be there at good good prices too. That is correct.
3: I will back Surefire in the Sydney Cup, please.
1: Surefire in the Sydney Cup. So that is race seven, number uh, number seven, uh, number eleven at seven fifty. Put that on best of the best. So all those punters that took the fifteen dollars now are very disappointed with that, with that outcome. But See, the thing is, will I'm you still actually, be there
4: by race seven. Yeah, well, in body
3: maybe, in spirit perhaps not. But I do have a couple of others that I want to back on the card, but I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> Oh,
4: you don't want our legion of your legion of followers to knock your price (laughs) off? No,
3: I don't want me to knock my price off. I don't want to say it on the radio. That's the problem when I'm saying it publicly. Oh, you're not going to
4: tell yourself that you're going to back your own horse? You're trying to not moz yourself. (laughs) Until I do it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I've heard
3: it all now. 100%. 100%. Anyway, Uh, should we do the sweep now? Do you want to stay on the line, Tristan, or are we going to do that later?
1: You guys call the shots here, not me. I'll let you guys make <laughs> that call. I'm not
4: sure that's true, but anyway. <laughs> can't wait for the next contract negotiations, my friend. <laughs> tell you what And we got a full field of nineteen?
3: We've got a full yeah, field of, of nineteen. We did.
4: And emergencies. We've got that many listeners.
3: We might do it after the break because okay. the news is on the way. We'll but Tristan, we'll let you go. go. You've got better things to do than no, listening to this up so. <laughs> Um Tristan, good luck today, not too much luck as always. And uh yeah, everyone gamble responsibly, but check out topsport.com.au. Home of the best Maltese and some great prices available. Tristan, thanks,
1: mate. Thanks, guys. Good luck out there at the races, Adam. And, yeah, get that H2O into you twice over the next 24 hours. You'll be mm-hmm. right to
3: go. Yes, exactly. I'll give it a go. There's some strategies required. Tristan Merlihan joining us from Top Sport back in a moment after the news. Welcome back to... Uh, what, Mowers Club, yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom's somewhere else at the moment. <laughs> I nearly said the run home, but that was the other day. Oh, yeah. uh, just a bit of a golf update, thanks to Golf New South Wales. And we've got that big event uh, at the end of April up at Bonville, the uh, yeah, the Australian Women's Classic, April 21 to 24 at Bonville. A golf update, thanks to Golf New South Wales. Australian Amateur Championship, I've just got to make mention of the fact that young Geoffrey Guan, who I reckon he's lucky to be 18 at the he's moment. He's not. He goes to yeah. the same school as Geordie. He, yeah, Endeavor, Endeavor Sports. Sports he's in year 12 this year. He he's is. won his second Australian amateur, which at his age, Australian junior amateur, I should say, mm. at his age is pretty good. And he get, gets a check for it. They've tweaked the rules, actually, with amateur paychecks. He, he got 1350 $1,300. bucks, a bit. a bit of money for the school canteen next week. <laughs> Everyone lining up behind him. <laughs> Jeffrey, get us the jam donuts, son. But, no, he, he's a superb. Are they as good player. as the ones at Wimbledon? Because you've been there. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. James Magnuson is in the studio just while we're and he talking. He can say he right. wants. He can say whatever he wants. <laughs> I'm being accused of bruising this morning, James. Are you across the
12: bruising yeah, protocols? Yeah. I think I got accused last week for dropping names from the Olympic Village. Yeah. Yeah. Which is harsh because you're actually. He's, he's, oh, what else are you going to say? king to Kent just by birth. What else it? are you going to say? <laughs> because I said Olympic Village. <laughs> oh, have you been there, have you? <laughs> It wasn't oh, on man. a media accreditation, Jesus. Unbelievable.
3: Gibbo, he is Brutal. relentless with his bruising. Uh, yeah, the Golf of the Masters this morning as well. Just an update. Uh, Scotty Sheffield leads by, was it six in the end or five? It's five. He oh, leads sorry. by five. There's a couple at three under, including yeah, Hideki right. Matsuyama. Yeah, Scotty Sheffield. He actually had a putt, a 10-foot putt to get it to uh, nine under. Couldn't quite, but... Um, Haven't we all? Miss yeah. Oli, are you quite happy that you're not putting on these greens? They look like they're putting on the top of a car bonnet.
12: Yeah, some of these holes are treacherous, aren't they? It's hard going out there for the players. We're just watching Cam Smith now putting. It'd be great to see him get a win in the uh, in the Masters. But yeah, I'm I play a bit, but I'm pretty ordinary, to be honest. Michael Phelps. I remember watching. There was
4: a series on him. He he was with Hank Haney. He was doing a thing about there was um about him and his golf and whatnot. And you came in bruising your way in the door, saying that you know Michael Phelps and he's under <laughs> 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 the <laughs> longest putt.
12: But yeah, the longest putt ever recorded on uh, on TV was Michael Phelps at a pro am off the fairway, the le- middle the of the fairway, links. downhill. That's um, Andrews. Yeah, I think he was sponsored by either Titleist or Ping while he was still swimming. Well, he um, should TaylorMade's the best ball because they sponsor him. Oh, yeah. Sakes. Is that <laughs> bruising?
3: No, they do sponsor. Is that... TaylorMade do sponsor. Is that a horrible, horrible twist between capitalism and bruising? It's hard to do, but Nick, and do. you just achieved it. But they do.
4: <laughs> anyway, you interrupted his <laughs> story. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Longest, I mean.
12: longest part, Michael Phelps. So, um... Swimmers do have a little bit of pedigree, but it would be—I reckon it would be—almost my greatest fear would be to play on TV in a pro am and have to tee off with TV cameras there. That would be. What about the
4: TV cameras? What about the gallery? Yeah, you might know, just uh, send a pardon the pun a missile straight <laughs>
3: past. <them>. <laughs> well, <laughs> my greatest fear would be having to stand in front of the world at an Olympic Games. In your dick stickers, you <laughs> can't hanging, hanging out. That would be a great fear. Give me the golf any day. Absolutely, uh. um, but golf, like swimmers, theoretically, because you you got so much flexibility and you 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 know your,
12: your upper body is so kind of thoracic supple, yeah. that you can yeah you, could, you should be good golfers. We've got the we've got the levers. I can hit it a long way. I just can't hit it where I want to hit it. Hey. Um actually I got I got <laughs> lessons for Christmas, so just down at Moore Park, so I'm gonna duck down for some lessons when I get a spare minute and the weather holds off.
3: You're on crunch time today. Uh no doubt you'll be talking about your bulldogs and the yep. merry-go round when it comes to the halfback position. Cole Flanagan gets the job this week, but then emerges the story that Phil Gould is telling Trent Barrett what to do in terms of coaching and mm. selection mm. and all of that. Yeah. Barrett. Where does it sit with you as a Dogs fan?
12: Porky's. Porky's. He's telling Porky's. was Phil Good telling Trent Barrett not to pick Kyle Flanagan all last year as well. I reckon Gus has come in to take a bit of pressure off uh, Trent because he's gone for his third ha- halves pairing in four weeks. Mm. Um, I-, I think he's just taking a bit of pressure off there. But I've been screaming from the hills that Flanagan's got to be the halfback for the last 12 months. It Just the thing that surprises me uh, throughout this whole period is you had a year where you knew Matt Burton was coming. Mm. You knew what sort of 580 was. You knew what a superstar he was. You knew all you needed was a calm, controlling halfback. And they didn't kind of blood Flanagan in the role. But if, if I was Barrett, I'd sit back at the start of last year and say, right, I'm going to give Flanagan the reins for 12 months, prepare him for when Burton comes, start playing the style that Burton will uh, sort of assimilate into, um, but he's chopped and changed with halfbacks throughout the last 12 months and c- has continued to do so at the start of this year. So as a Bulldogs fan, it's just a little bit puzzling. If Flanagan's your guy, why didn't you bring him in when you dropped Avarillo? Why yeah. don't we go wake him in the middle? Um, Wakeham's been there for his whole career and he's chopped and changed. So it's it's a bit confusing and I think what Phil Gould's done is tried to take the pressure off Barrett, but I think it's just confused things even more because now people are saying who's running the show uh, over there at the Bulldogs.
3: Yeah. It's what was the knock on Flanagan? Why is it defensively that the, the, apparently the from, problem
12: from what I've heard? It's, uh, it's, it's an attitude thing, um, around training and, and effort areas. Um, but I, I just don't see it. And coming through the grades, he was a superstar. He came through at the same time as um, Cleary, um, hmm. and matched him start for start in, in, yeah, it's weird, in isn't the way that? up. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand it. Mm. Attitude problems? Can you speak <laughs> down <laughs> that avenue, Nick
4: Davis? No, uh, he was. No, he was a Sharks junior, and obviously um, his dad was coaching the. Uh, first grade the team. First grade team. Mm. Um, but that Sharks Jr.'s team was a really good side. And, yeah, and I had a little bit to do with him at Sydney Roosters. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was moved Roosters. on from there. And then, um, yeah, his time with the dogs for me has been quite in, interesting. Like, I don't quite understand. There's, there's a reason. I don't know what it is, but there's a reason why. They're paying him good money. They got he's, him there, and
12: they just haven't picked him. Here's an interesting viewpoint, right? So he takes the Roosters to top four, and then the Roost, for the Roosters, top four is somewhat of a disappointment. That's how good their squad is. He takes the Roosters to the top four into the semis, and then the Roosters let him go, citing the fact that they didn't think he could take them to that next level, which is a premiership. Since Flanagan's left, have the Roosters gone any better than top four? So is that a Flanagan issue or is that just where the Roosters are at right now? They're not quite at that top echelon of Penrith yeah. and Melbourne. So if if he's good enough to take the Roosters to the top four, why is he not good enough to take the Bulldogs off the bottom of the ladder from the spoon to 14th? I just don't see the reasoning. No, exactly.
3: Yeah. Um Do you want to stick around for the time-honoured Sydney Cup sweep that we're about to do, or do you want to bail? It's up to you. Here we we go. So we've got 19 names, uh, $200 to the winner for top sport, Um, and the loser has to back my tip next week. (laughs) (laughs) That's your punishment. It's
4: basically a donation. So
3: how are we doing this, Nick? You read out the name, and I'll just assign them a number. Assign them a number, and we'll get the field. Yeah. And we'll work that way. And you've just dropped all the numbers, no. and I've just oh. got a text message from your producer for the next show, crunch time. Alex telling me what's on the show. Uh, Alex, I think you've sent it to the wrong person because
4: talk yeah, about it. anyway.
3: Yeah, I'm not across that particular show. So the Sydney Cup this afternoon. <laughs> no, I'm thinking out loud while I'm trying to get this Sydney Cup up. Five, uh, three fifteen this <laughs> afternoon. Three fifteen. Um.
4: Okay. Give me a name. Uh. First so on the so list.
3: Up. Yep. First on the list is Luke from Wattle Grove. Luke, you
4: have horse number
3: seven. Seven, which is Shiraz. Well done. The uh, Chris Waller trained eleven dollar pop. Um Polo from Peakhurst. Horse number twelve. Twelve. I think Polo has the um yeah the the, the Cairo tra- chambers, the those
12: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have Cryo, you ever done yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I used to do it when I was uh when I was still swimming. Does um, it work? I think so. If 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 nothing else, it, it gives placebo because you feel better <laughs> you when you come it, out. I think it's just, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're so cold that your body basically freezes and then you come out and as you warm up and the blood flows back through your muscles, it, it definitely feels good. So it's like
3: hitting a reset button on a Wi-Fi. It's like kind of recalibrate. Yeah, yeah, everything.
12: yeah. Big time. Big
4: time.
3: Tom is number three. Tom, you have horse number 10. 10. Future score. Uh, Graham, Grahimi. From Goldie. Graham, number 11. Number 11. Surefire. Unlucky Graham. Not winning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tipped it earlier, so yeah, put a line <laughs> through win. that one. Can't P- win. Brucing. Uh, Maka from Maitland, who gave me a... S- no, no, he was on my side. It was the other Yeah, uh, Horse number eight. Number eight. No compromise, which will be the case tomorrow when I get home. <laughs> Uh, Jaden from Lake Conjola. Is he your water he's skiing one, friend? He's my mate. <laughs> On you, Jaden. Horse number
4: 19. 19. Thousand to
3: one. South Pacific, 300 yes! one. <laughs> See, there's no rigging here. Javier from Laguna, Horse number four. Horse number four, which is Stockman. You've got the favourite, Javier. Good luck. There we go. Good luck. Uh, Brett from Lake Conjola. <laughs> it's your water skiing club. The water skiing club. <laughs>
4: You can have number six. Can
3: you, can you water Angel of Truth, can you water ski? Yeah. No. Or is it in the I, water I've that you did? I've actually never really
12: tried, to be honest. No, it
3: doesn't look like much fun, especially at the moment with all the submerged stuff <laughs> that's floating <laughs> down the rivers. No, thanks. Richard from Cremorne, number nine. Richard. If, if you got the AFL music to play? <laughs> Richard. Uh, number nine. Number nine. Lunsies? Is that how I say it? Yep. Okay. Number nine. Matt from Forestville num- uh, is the 10th out. Number two. Chew uh something junior. I'm not even gonna begin to try and say that. Duckian yeah. something junior. <laughs> yep. Great radio this is. Can't <laughs> even say the name of the horses. Uh number eleven, Paul from Hurstville. Five. Number five, number five, Crystal Pe- Pegasus, number twelve, fridge at Burwood. What a nickname. Seventeen. You got a good fridge. nickname, but Fridge. Fridge. I, I imagine he's a big unit. Yeah. Uh, could be one of those ironic ones. Yeah. Like a really, really skinny dude. Guy that doesn't talk much, call him rowdy. Um, 17, was it? <laughs> Carp fever. <laughs> yep. Uh, we go to Kevy. 15. 15, which is LeBow, apparently. A handsome plumber, 14. Is that a self <laughs> <It's> number 13. <laughs> 13. <laughs> it's a bruising. Is that another ironic one? Is he a <laughs> ugly plumber? Chalk Stream. Owned by the Queen. The Queen. Good luck. Wow. Oh, yeah. I don't think she'll be watching.
12: Yeah, Cookie she will. Monster. Some good names here. Cookie Monster,
3: number, number three, 15. Number three. Number three, Knight's Order. Okay, let's burn through these yep. One. Lee Crow, number 16. Out. One. One. Chosen one. Steve McLeod. 17, A- 18. 18 for the number 17 out. Sweet Thomas, two to go. David G. 16. 16. The Do's Dart. The Hawks one. And last one out. 14. 14. Which is, Ala Khan, I think, Richard Friedman, James Magnuson. (laughs) Supplementary number. Supplementary. James Magnuson, have you ever had a more boring three minutes of your life?
12: (laughs) Yeah, well, I uh, I I like the names, if nothing else, some good nicknames (laughs) there.
3: Nicely put, very diplomatic. We appreciate (laughs) it. You'd rather look at that. You're still swimming, aren't you, as well? You still getting out there and having a swim? Yeah, you I, got just out I
12: got out and had a paddle yesterday actually in the bucketing rain. There's something quite serene about swimming when it's pouring rain. Is it? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. What do you do? Like how many laps? Uh did about three K yesterday, but mixed it up with a few sprints, um, which was good fun. Is that a little comeback here? Nah. <laughs> sure. Nah, no comeback. Too sure. old. How is
3: that fun? Three Ks, that's a long way.
12: Yeah, well when we we're training we do sort of Seven, eight ish, so three is like a short jog
4: Sheesh. for fifty metres.
12: I don't,
4: I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, I know.
12: It never. It doesn't marry Did up. Did you
4: ever ask a question there and go, hang on a i I've only got to get in there once. Well, I asked And every morning questions. you make me do it.
12: <laughs> Trust me, as a sprinter, I asked many questions. Fair
3: enough. Uh, looking forward to crunch time this afternoon. James Magnuson, thanks for dr- swinging by. And good luck to your dogs. Hopefully they've sorted out that halfback situation. Yeah, it should be a red hot crack against Penrith. Back in a moment to wrap the Mowers Club up.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
3: Yes, welcome back. Nick Davis, good enough to actually confirm the lift so I don't have to book the Uber.
2: I'll
4: show for you there.
3: We're going to get stuck in the tunnel though, aren't we?
4: No, a little bit. A little bit.
3: Are you one of those impatient – will you go and sit in the queue or will you just whip around on the outside looking for a gap to slide no, in? when you can. In. Yeah? yeah.
4: Like a race. I'll, I'll get in the box seat. Don't worry about Have that. Have you
3: ever not been able to slide in? You've been pratted three wide and you've had to go the wrong it's, way. Right.
4: We're going, it's, it's, it's It's a swans game. So I try and pick the one with, like, the swans scarf hanging out the side and just wind the window down. Hopefully they were alive in 2005 and
3: let me in. <laughs> it's only going to work for another – Never. <laughs> no ever. Well, What happens when those p players start up and they've been born? YouTube, mate. Hey. YouTube. (laughs) No. No, they're too busy watching roadblocks and things like that. Uh, Morning, Saturday morning, Mowers Club members. A bit late to the show today. Just wondered if you gave out any tips for the first at Randwick. Yeah, the toppy. It it won. It won. (laughs) Did it? Uh, Another one about fridge, when I mentioned there in the sweep. Um, I know a lot of people called fridge. Uh, they're that dumb. They reckon they had a fridge dropped on them when they were a baby. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. I'm sure it's to do with the gargantuan it it's physique. It's when someone's
4: called pot <laughs>
3: <laughs> plenty of those around, and a few on the road as well. A few on the road. What? Uh, what's your afternoon evening entail? Does it go? I'm calling. Yeah, I know you're calling, but after that, what? Like going down to your favourite. No, I don't know. No, watering cool. hole down at the Shire? A lot of
4: talking. A... Nil by talking tonight. Me.
3: Well, that's a good thing. You don't Way have to talk much. to anyone, do you? Yeah. You got a teenage daughter. She doesn't want to talk to you.
4: <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to me.
3: She made it into a representative side through the week. Yeah, my she spies did. tell me.
4: Oh, well, how do you
3: know that? Ah, uh, because a mate who had a um a daughter down there as well. His daughter
4: made yes. it too. So uh, the.
3: Sydney wide, yeah, yeah. Schools greater team? Sydney
4: combined high schools team under 15s, or under something 15s, right? yeah, little Geordie,
3: thirteen, 13s, not bad effort, very good effort. Nine from Endeavour made it in, so
4: <laughs> we had a few there,
3: yeah. Do you coach them, do no Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, <laughs> well done. So, uh, and the weekend, uh, Formula One Grand Prix, I'm am, I am looking forward to that tomorrow. Hopefully, it's going to be a bit more of a race because they changed the track because it was a very boring track uh, of okay. the park, so changed it.
4: That was my first introduction to covid i reckon because it was the first major thing that got shut down i in my when the the 20 were you going 20, were you no but i just oh. remember that they all yeah, shut up and they all whipped out of town quick smart
3: on the friday before friday or thursday yeah, before was, it they yeah, went oh by the way everyone's not coming in turn yeah. around yeah covid's here and that then was my, yeah. basically yeah that was it sat inside for the next three months good times this time of year so yeah it was Anyway, uh, did we get to 54? Yeah, I reckon we just about got to 54. Did we not, Gibbo? We've got one more minute, so we're going to talk for one more minute.
5: <laughs> we've, we've been, this last back half hour has been scratchy, lads. No, it hasn't. Oh, oh, yeah, I'd say it's scratchy. Do you know why? He's
3: disappointed because he thought he was going to get a go he, thought, he thought I was yeah. going to get the Uber.
4: He's, all, he's forward and back and forward and back. And oh, that's he's all right. Been... Do
3: you want to do the show next week, Gibbo? I'm actually on holidays from my usual job. I was thinking of taking next Saturday off to make it a total holiday. Do you want to nah, do the show next No show? way,
5: Adam. We need you in here, mate. We need you in holiday. here. What? Don't they? No. What? you got to come in. Why? Oh, okay. Don't then' We'll give Russ Barwick a call. We'll give Russ a call. I'm
3: going
4: to charge my phone and talk to him. Same time.
3: <laughs> Edward Cummings for us today. And if Duos yeah, wins count. the Queen Elizabeth. What wins the Queen Elizabeth for you? I
4: think, think I think Edward. It's
3: Jewess Fair enough. I'm not saying mine because I'm going to mozz it. (laughs) (laughs) We're off. We're done. Have a great Saturday, everyone. Mow your lawns this week. There'll be plenty to mow and we'll be back next Saturday morning. Crunch time is on the way with Joel Kane and the crew.